My mama would say, you gotta fight for what is right. To her, I would say, I wanna give back the world some light. Mm-hmm. But it's an empty road. I feel so alone. I forgot. Sunday, January 21st in the year 2024. Unbelievable how fast this month has gone. It really has. It's sped by in an incredible rate. We're already almost near the end of the month. And this year and what has happened in this month is phenomenal. And it really is starting to reflect that there is a, the acceleration of what, of things that are happening is just the import, I guess, leads us ultimately to the importance that we need to be keeping ourselves deeply anchored in our faith. There's a lot of things happening within us as well, and we're all feeling that. That intensity of being refined, I guess you would say. 
and everybody's being put under the same pressure. And on a global level, in the shadows of, of dark power, they're racing right now to achieve a total control over humanity that, to a level that humanity can never survive or escape their grip again. And this is their dream. And this is the dream of the transhumanist empire that sees that we're being forced into an evolutionary state which is going to compel us to become part of their artificial intelligence network and matrix. It's easy for us to say that won't happen. Unfortunately, the technologies that we're dealing with here are so pernicious and so devious that they just keep pouring them into our environment, into our world. We've been compelled at this point in our prayers and over the years, last three years in particular, the hyper-focus to start walking that path of Jeremiah 6.16. And truly, when we hear these words, say to the, the Lord, thus the Lord says, stand by the road and look and ask for the ancient paths where the good way is and walk in it and you will find rest for your souls. But they said, we will not walk in it. There's a powerful prophetic element to that of where, this, where we have gone as a society literally a good chunk of society turning their back on God or for that matter, not even knowing that they've turned their back on God, but willfully serving a dark, a dark master. And that aspect has become extremely real in our modern day. There's a lack of moral courage in our nation right now, an extreme amount of moral courage. It lacks, it's bankrupt. And what has happened with that is we find people willfully complying to the laws that are against the laws of God and against the laws of this nation, all for the protection of their salary, all for the protection of their pension or, or just afraid to step up and do the right thing. I think what most obvious in all of that is nearly every member of the Border Patrol that is openly and willfully part of the destruction of this nation and the trafficking of children. Take it a step further, we consider all the airlines that are actively participating in the movement of children across this nation. Every single person in those airlines that touches those children is part of child sex trafficking. People don't want to take that level of accountability in this day. They don't want to look deep in the mirror and realize what you're part of. And so in a sense, serving the master of evil is easier than trying to do the right thing and serve God. And yet we put a little buttercream on top of this and we say, well, but I go to church or yes, I have faith. None of this matters anymore. The church that we know it is broken. God knows this. The church that was supposed to be the stalwart literally that power and force that stood on the wall, stood in the gap, that spoke truth to power, that kept, kept people in alignment. It was supposed to be that strength and protection for a nation or a people. That church has fallen. Instead, it's replaced by the church that speaks of the end of times and teaches people to be apathetic in their pews. And waits for Jesus to come fix everything and problems that we have created by our own hand. 
the idea of accountability in our lives these days has dwindled down to a relative handful of people globally that has understood truly the profound nature and criticality of the times in which we live. We can't live in a world where people are unaccountable because if you are unaccountable, then there are masters and overlords that take your place and will rule your world and your life for you. And unfortunately, that has become more common than not. Our prayer Sundays is a critical component in this fight. It's something that I value deeply. It's something that makes a difference. It truly brings the miracle God into play. And it's being done in a way that, quite frankly, few have ever done. And I want to take a moment to highlight that this morning as we kind of roll into our prayer Sunday. Normal ministry is hands-on, face-to-face. And what God has led here in Bar's Nation is he's led in other groups like Resistance Nation. And I honestly, I can't speak beyond that. But I know of two groups And there's a reason God brought those two groups together is because the ministries that we've done that include the apostolic, the prophetic, the deliverance, miracle healing, and even even the attempts to raise the dead are being done in a way that most people think is impossible. It's being done in a way where we don't touch directly, but we touch with our hearts. And what these Sundays should be teaching us all is where the real war is. It's the war in the spirit, not the war in the flesh. The world that we're in compels us to want to believe that all things are rooted in the flesh. Even the sense of healing. We talk about hands-on healing. It's not that that isn't a good thing. It's not that isn't a powerful thing. But we're convinced and led to the belief that there's hands-on healing is the only way. And yet, in Scripture itself... It tells us otherwise. I want to read to you this morning, Matthew 8, 5 to 13. And when Jesus entered Capernaum, a centurion came to him, imploring him and saying, Lord, my servant is lying paralyzed at home, fearfully tormented. Jesus said to him, I will come and heal him. The centurion said, Lord, I am not worthy for you to come to under my roof. But just say the word, and my servant will be healed. For I also am a man under authority, with soldiers under me. And I say to this one, go, and he goes. And to another, come, and he comes. And to my slave, do this, and he does it. Now when Jesus heard this, he marveled and said to those who were following, Truly I say to you, I have not found such great faith with anyone in Israel. I say to you that many will come from the east and west and recline at the table with Abraham, Isaac, and Jacob in the kingdom of heaven. But the sons of the kingdom will be cast out into the outer darkness in that place where they will be weeping and gnashing of teeth. And Jesus said to the centurion, Go, it shall be done for you as you have believed. And the servant was healed that very moment. Jesus wasn't there to lay hands on. He was there to take a request for prayer and healing 
and he did so and through the heart of the centurion who had a heart of Jesus, who had a heart of faith, of obedience, the servant was healed. This is the core of what we do here every Sunday because it's through our faith and through our commitment and our belief and the trust that people give us for their own prayers that we take them and we handle them with delicacy and with accuracy and with truth and with the power of what Holy Spirit puts on our heart. And we deliver those messages that ultimately bring healing. And we see it every week. And we hit the world with a force that literally shakes the root of what this world is. That happens right here. And this will happen again today as it happens every Sunday. Not because that we're some sort of super children gifted but rather we're children of the Most High that believe and are obedient. And you must never forget this because in a time like this when there is so much turmoil and so much chaos and when so much refinement is going within us, it's very easy to get wrapped up into our own miseries, our own self-consumption. I was having a conversation yesterday with C.J. Moyer and Rick Moyer and you should know CJ as the SRA overcomer who has spoken Barsfest. She's a powerful voice. And we were talking about these issues of self-wounds and how that inner healing is such a big part of our walk, even for ourselves, and talking about the things that hold us back. And so we get into this place many times where we have this heavy, heavy sense that the world that we've done been part of is a is a world of failure. We like to place guilt upon our own shoulders. And as we do this, what we we do is we invoke a spirit of shame. The problem is when we do things like this into ourselves, we become idols. And this was CJ's point and it was a fantastic word that we ourselves become the idols that we so seek to destroy because we start worshiping our own misery, our own sorrow, our own shame, and we don't turn it over to God. And so in doing, as we end up worshiping ourselves, we limit the hand of God in our life. Every person can have this happen to them. It's an easy trap. As we try to accomplish and achieve and tell ourselves that we're some, we need to be something greater rather than just resting in him to realize that God built us in the perfection that he intended. So those are words that we need to settle in with because there's a lot of weight on everybody. And there's a lot of change happening in our world. And there really is no stopping this moment in time. We can pray for the greatness of God's hand to continue to move through. But this is truly a great shaking of the entire earth. Every person on earth is being touched right now by the power and hand of transformation and change, which at the core of that is God. Unfortunately, those that control the message, those that control many of the things around us are the magicians of our time. They are the wizard behind the curtain in the Wizard of Oz. If you saw them for real for who they are, it would be laughable to realize what they have done to humanity and and better said, what they've led humanity to do to itself. And yet, humanity continues to destroy itself because of a simple fact. 
Not enough people turn to God and say, I trust you. Not enough people turn to God and say, yes, I will walk in the yes. And not enough people accept that all things that we do are through him. Instead, we forge these paths like a snowplow through the, through the storm, hoping blindly that we will arrive at some destination and it will be the right one. The beauty of walking with Christ is there is no randomness to this. There is no question of where you will arrive. It's just a question of how much better in him you can be. And as controversial as this statement may be, we can walk sinlessly in life. Jesus has told us that. He has reminded us that sin is not what we are. Sin is, an ex- is what comes upon us because we were born of him. We were born of the Most High. We were born in the perfection of him. But sin of the world comes upon us and we accept that sin. But as Jesus said, as he stood between the accusers and the adulteress, as he turned to them, armed with rocks to stone her, and he pressed to them to question themselves, all of them left knowing that they themselves were guilty in some fashion or another of the same crime that they were about ready to kill her for. And then turned to the adulteress and said, where are your accusers? And they said, they are not here, my Lord. And then said to her, go and sin no more. That's not a popular verse to pitch at church when you're trying to pitch guilt and shame. And the churches that peddle guilt and shame because without guilt and shame, you won't come back the next Sunday. You won't fill the offering plate. And I hate to say it, but that's an unfortunate reality of the modern day church. We are not worthy as a lie. We are very worthy, but we stumble and need to seek his, his a repentance, a repentance through him to regain the worthiness of what he put us here on earth. But we're worthy and we're powerful. And the enemy that knows how powerful we are, it fears us. Just a quick mention, just of before we get going here, the people that help us a lot on this show. One is Birch Gold, and you can check these links out below the podcast. Birch Gold is a one of the best resources out there to get financial advice on what to do with your IRA and 401ks to turn them into tax-deferred precious metals retirement accounts. Just text BARDS, B-A-R-D-S, to 989898. BARDS, B-A-R-D-S, to 989898. You'll get a free info packet. They'll send it to you, read it, call them, make an appointment, see how they can help you. This is a critical time to do that. We're dealing with a lot of shakeup in money. The true money is hard money. It's precious metals. It's not this paper nonsense or the digital stuff they're trying to throw upon us. So just check them out. And Again, Bards, B-A-R-D-S, you type that to the number 989898 and you'll find that uh, you'll be very satisfied with what you get with them. And then the other mention today is with EMP Shield. Uh, in a time like this when we're dealing with such criticality of times, a time when literally we are dealing with people that will do anything to cover their tracks. You can't rule out the potential, especially in an era of weather warfare and of EMP technologies. They'll do something to try to burn it all down. That leaves us highly stranded and vulnerable and suspect to their systems. 
let alone that they may also be hiding a natural disaster on the near horizon, one that's out of their control, but they're preparing for and don't want us to be prepared for, EMP Shield. So head on over to empshield.com, empshield.com. Use your promo code BARDS, B-A-R-D-S, and uh, that will give you $50 off and free shipping. So again, empshield.com. Check out their resource library. When you check out, use your promo code BARDS, B-A-R-D-S, and you'll get $50 off and free shipping. All right, as we kind of wind into the morning and we're getting ready, I hope you have your coffee. It's going to be a good morning. We've got a lot of prayer requests. Last night, Michelle, Leah, and myself had a Saturday night revival online. It's the second weekend we've done it. We're going to start making this probably a, it'll be loosely said, a monthly event as the Holy Spirit leads. We did six hours, ended up being five and a half, six hours by the time we were done, six hours of online worship, corporate worship, which was an open Zoom and very powerful and something that um, I will tell you is very humbling to see just how much power and we can bring as a corporate worship and also just what the needs are out there. Uh, people are seeking. And so I encourage you as well, as you start to move forward, if you're called as we should all be called to ministry, don't hesitate to set up something. It doesn't have to be fancy. You don't need a website. You don't need to be setting up big collection issues. Just start a prayer group. And you can do it online or you can do it in your house. But start a prayer group if you're called, so-called. It's important right now. Okay, let's begin with some prayers begin this morning with a a prayer from J.P. Woolley. He uh, says, good morning, Scott, and, and mighty prayer warriors of Bard's nation. He wants to, this is called the prayer of love. Love and reconciliation have been on my heart for some time. I preface this prayer with, I love you all. Father God, as always, I thank you. Thank you for your love, your wisdom, your tender mercy and forgiveness. You are God Almighty, the Most High, our Savior and Deliverer. You carry us when we are weak, guide us, protect us, and make us strong and fierce. Without you, we are nothing. You are boundless. Love gave us your only Son. Jesus' love gave us salvation through the great pain and sacrifice. We are redeemed. We are worthy thanks to the blood of blood shed on the cross for our redemption. Hallelujah. My prayer, Lord Jesus, is we share that love to every single person we meet. That your love we shine into every soul. That your love through us saves the masses. That your love allows us to love in the face of adversity. That your love breaks down the walls, kicks in the doors, and fills the hearts of the desperate downtrodden, and even those who would do, do true evil. Lord, give us the strength to love our enemies even unto death. Finally, Lord, I ask that there be no division within this community, your community, our family. We are your children. There is not a single thing that should separate one, one of us from another. There is no issue so large that we cannot overcome it with the love of Christ. Jesus in our hearts, love conquers all. Our greatest weapon and strength is love. Thank you, Jesus. Amen. 
and good prayer. Well, Father, I just want to begin just by saying that at the core of all things is personal accountability, and we, we walk this path, and it's a time when all things are easily solved, and we take account for who we are and where we stand in a moment. And even when it seems like we should have no accountability, ultimately, there, a dance does not happen with one, but it happens with two. So, Father, any of the issues of division within our society, within this community, wherever they are, whatever they are, we just rebuke them and cast them out. And we place upon the hearts of all a, a powerful motive of personal accountability, an ability to look in the mirror and be honest with who we are and what we've done, to look at our wounds, which are many, deep inside, to realize what compels our actions, and at the end of the day, realize that the everything and through everything, we need to seek your heart. What is it in your heart that you desire, not in ours? If we're broken and we're trying to seek a relationship and we're trying to create, we create problems, but we aren't seeking a relationship first with you. If we carry guilt or shame from our past, that will be reflected on the way we handle relationships in our current day. If we are riddled with pain of injury, be it moral or physical of any kind, then that can often lead to issues of anger or repressed emotions. And we will approach the relationships in this world in the same way. So Father, let us have the strength to step in to a greater realm, step into the spirit, to seek your guidance, to place before you, to burn away all that is not you, to be honest before the throne, to be humbled before the throne, to be willing to weep before the throne and to weep not because of what we don't have, but because of what is within that needs to be healed. Let the healing begin. For Father, the division that we experience in the flesh are tools of the enemy that seek to divide. Let us have the eyes that you give us to see that we can separate the sin from the sinner and love without limit. In Christ Jesus' name, amen. Hang on a sec here. Prayer request from Wade. Hey, Scott, I'm writing in for a prayer request during Coffee and Jesus. I have a dear friend, Mary Claire Petit, that has been diagnosed with stage two breast cancer. There are multiple types of breast cancer, and she has the very aggressive kind. She is also 35 weeks pregnant and has two young boys. They are starting chemo next week and will take the baby early the following week. I just want to pray for her and the whole family to give them the strength, courage, and healing from our Lord. I know the power of the Bard's Nation prayers. Thanks, Wade. It says, thanks, Wade. I, I want you, this is coming in the last, and I'm just going to highlight this. It's not something asked for. It's something given. It's like titles. We can't take a title. We take what's given as a title because it comes from people's hearts. Words like this come from someone's heart. I know the power of Bard's Nation's prayers. I want you just to take that in this morning. Because we've started this, we haven't even done this a full year. And once we started it, we started to create a storm of healing and restoration in the most profound way. Father, this prayer request here is right to the heart of darkness of evil to literally strike 
a woman 35 years, 35 weeks, excuse me, pregnant, and in the attempt to destroy her ability to nurture her children with that which was given to her to do so, to destroy her breasts. Father God, we pray a hedge of protection around Mary Claire Petit. And in this hedge of protection, we anchor this in the blood of Jesus that goes infinitely up and infinitely down. And we rebuke and cast out any demonic influence that is now knocking at the door, whispering or having any influence on her body. These contracts, whether made intentionally or unintentionally, are now broken and severed and sealed. And they're placed at the feet of Jesus. And the demonic world is now put on notice. For this is a child of the Most High. And we proclaim this child for the name in the name of kingdom. And we flood into her the power and glory of heaven. And Jesus, we just ask for your presence to be made, for this is a, a, an emergency call to save, to save children in the womb and to protect a mother of two boys. And so we place our hands around her as we ask Jesus, you place your hands upon her, and we pray healing and miracle healing and declare miracle healing upon her, that any of the cancer that's within her is now expunged and set out, that this parasitic attack is now neutralized cleansed and cast away, that the power of restoration is now placed upon her, the Holy Spirit and healing angels, Father, which we call and ask to come from heaven at your mercy and will. We ask that healing angels surround her and protect her, breathe life into her. And Father, we as a prayer nation breathe life into her heart, a restorative power of life that's overcoming of all things that she faces, to lift her up and to have her give testimony now as a mother who has now had birth, who was at the cusp of having her child taken early, instead is able to walk full term, is able to be healed in a miraculous moment that when they go to look for the cancer, it is there no more. Instead, her body is fully healed, restored, and replenished with the power of Holy Spirit and the glory of heaven, a mother which we so desperately need in this hour, more mothers, and one who now puts her heart towards Jesus. In Christ Jesus' name. Amen. This is a prayer request that just came in from Let Go of My Medicine. It says, Please join me in prayer that I may clearly hear Father's best direction in how I best serve him with my life. I've wasted many years with decisions I always thought were good, but did not bear fruit and do not want to waste any another single second in Jesus' name. Thank you, Father, God, and Jesus, and Holy Spirit for this prayer. Thank you, prayer family. So to let go of my medicine, a few things that I would place before you to take to the throne. Number one, I, you need to openly declare that Jesus is your Savior. And then you need to forgive yourself. And those two things are, are powerful acceptance of this. And then you need to come out of agreement with this idea that you can't hear Father. Because he's there. All you have to do is ask. Father God, we're just going to pray a blessing over let go of my medicine. Just ask that in this moment in time that there can be a very clear and obvious message from you as to the direction in which you ask let go my medicine to walk and how best to serve you. Word here is begins by serving him in your heart. So let go my medicine, 
All things begin in your heart, in the service that you give to our Lord and Savior, the service you give to our King, a complete and total dedication to Him, and realizing that in that process, many of the things that we do that seem trivial or an out of direction, if we are carrying the heart of Jesus, then all things we do are serving Him. In the specifics of the way we walk, those things begin to define and refine. Where much is given, much is asked, but we have to first earn our way. This is faith and works. And this isn't a popular view by many, because many people believe simply because they've accepted Jesus that the doors will open. The acceptance of Christ is the first step. It's the acceptance and the walk then that refines us. And in this prayer, what seems to be coming out in Holy Spirit is your heart is wavering. Not in the direction, but as you try to seek where to go, you're forgetting a fundamental. A fundamental to keep all things focused on him in everything you do. Not an accusation, not a rebuke, it's just Holy Spirit speaking. Which means that truly at this moment, what you do, whether it's the engagement of somebody when you're getting gas in the car, whether it's the clerk at the bank, whether it's a teller or a, a, a cashier at a store, Every moment you have, somebody you pass by, a homeless person, whatever this is, these are moments for you to speak the gospel, to reach in and to share the gospel of Jesus Christ. These things begin the foundation of serving him in a greater way. And how that leads, God will open those doors. So Father, we just pray a blessing again upon Leg my Medicine, a profound blessing of courage and might to speak gospel into the world, to, to literally seek those fundamental short lists of what Jesus has asked us to do. Just preach the gospel of Jesus Christ, or even just, just share the gospel of Jesus Christ to heal the dead, or to heal the sick and the wounded, to raise the dead and to cast out demons. And in that short list, to embrace those things as a daily regime. And in those daily regimes, to be able to lift us up in the minor works of where you want us to be. The final word on this is we just to remember that where we are is where God needs us. We just need to listen to him. And so, Father, we just ask for a blessing of clarity upon let go of my medicine, to hear clearly your words and to discern what is before him. God doesn't just speak in one way. Too often we try to find box God in by saying that God will only speak in words to me or I must wait for the presence of Jesus before me. God is everywhere. He's all part of us. We just need to learn to hear him in our heart. We say these things in Christ Jesus' name. Amen. We have a prayer request from the 231 team. This comes from Carolina. And she says, if you all pray, if you all can pray, that would be great. One of our Vax injured service member signatories is being admitted into the hospital. I'm going to, I'm going to see her. One of the things that a lot of people don't understand is that some of the signatories on the list of the 231, the Declaration of Military Accountability, otherwise known as the 231 or the DMA, some of them had to take the vax. They were put in such a position of compromise that they ended up taking the vax, or even some initially might have believed what was said because in the military, vaccines for national defense and all this other nonsense aren't part of the normal. But they woke up, and then when they stood up to not take additional ones, they were punished. So I want you to think about that. You have those that have repelled the vax from the very beginning. They were ostracized within our military, punished. And then you have those that took the first round and refused to do further. They were equally punished. This vax is very deadly. 
And it's something that we, we're going to have to pray more and more into because it is a very deadly issue here. What they're trying to do with this vax, the more that I learn about it, it's, it's kind of the worst case scenario of all things. So, Father God, we just pray into the member of the, uh, this member specifically of the 231, the signatory who's in the hospital at the request of Carolina. And we just pray healing and restoration on this body and mind and soul and spirit. Father, whatever that vax is, we just pray a hedge of protection around this individual anchored in the blood of Christ that goes infinitely up and infinitely down. And we pray life into this body and restoration into this body. With our hands high and our prayers spoken, we declare healing over this body. That this individual now who is suffering at the hands of a vax that was intended to maim, kill, or destroy, we now rebuke all of that. We sever the ties with the demonic and we breathe life into them and restore them and lift them up. And we declare that in this moment they will find that healing and restorative power obviously coming from the Holy Spirit and to have their eyes now fixated on Jesus in a deeper way so that they can step forward and speak a testimony of healing, not by the hand of medicine, but by the hand of you. May this moment be a moment of miracles and restoration. In Christ Jesus' name, amen. There's been a lot of damage out here. And that Vax is at the core of a transition and a transitioning of humanity to something dark a slave race that has no escape, at least not in our time. We'll talk more about that tomorrow night. But it's definitely getting darker by the day as we learn more and more about the motives behind this. As we continue here. This prayer request, my birthday was today and I just turned 71 and lost my husband at 45. It's been a super long journey, and for some reason God has kept me in my house by what's all good and holy, as the saying goes, I should not still be. I am a fighter, however, and have hung in there. I have no immediate family here, as I am originally from Canada and moved to Indiana when I married my husband. All his family has either died or live in another state, so I have not had any help other than my two sons, and I am very grateful for them. The issue with my floors is critical and hard to figure out since everything is buried. Anyway, just prayers to find the issue so it, just prayers to find the issue so it can be addressed would be wonderful. Thanks for all you do. I listen to Scott every day and skim through the Telegram channel every day as well. Beyond my little problem, the country needs prayers and lots of them. It's fighting to know how it's fright, frightening to know how many people are still asleep. They say they are watching a movie. Well, darn, darn it, I want to see the, the ending. Blessings, Ginny. You know, this is. I want you to just think about this testimony. She lost her husband at forty-five, and is still now a widow. So what does the Bible tell us to protect the widows and the orphans? It's one of the primary tenets. And it's a testimony to her heart. And I... I think that it's um, rare in this day for us to be able to hold to an original love and be true 
to what that means. <clears throat> That's powerful. Father God, we just pray a blessing over Ginny. And in this moment of trying to figure out the problem with the floors in her home, we just pray, pray a blessing of clarity and a blessing of resources and a blessing of restoration in this home. We just want this to be corrected, that this house that she has lived in, as I recall, her husband's vision was to add a second story and to build something greater that she has persisted on but now has foundation problems. And I believe this is the, the, the testimony of having issues of water under the concrete slab. Father, I just pray that of the, the person that can arrive to her life to show her what the problem is, to identify it, and to be able to restore it and fix it, and to keep this house, which has been her shelter, to her shelter for her life, to restore this house and this home in a mighty time like this so that it can become a protected place, not just for her, but for those that are called to be with her. Father, this is about kingdom strongholds. And so we pray a blessing over Ginny and her home and her property as a kingdom stronghold. And with that, Ginny, this is a word to walk your property, to establish a bloodline around your property, and to raise your property up into the heavens and to give it, if you've not already done, to give it to Father, to declare this as a kingdom stronghold. And we pray a, breast, pray a blessing around this. We pray a hedge of protection around the property and around your family. We lift it up. And we anchor this hedge of protection in the blood of Jesus, infinitely up and infinitely down as we breathe life into the property and life into you. And we make this one of these moments, these places, it's truly where light shines. It's the city on the hill. People see it. They feel it. They understand all that's there. They're drawn to it in a positive way. The light of Jesus shines through this and the restorative powers within this lift this up and the needs that you have will be met through the prayers of blessings and resources that now pour down. So Father, we just ask that you'll hear our prayers as we join in with Jenny. And to pray life into her. Pray life into this powerful moment to lift her up, to heal her, and to restore her. In Christ Jesus' name, amen. Now there's something I want to add to this because it was announced last night. And Jenny, this is for you and for actually for anybody else that wants to, to go. Let me get to the date. Excuse me a minute. I do this. February 10th at this time. February 10th is when the there is the revival going on led by Michelle and Leah in Indiana. Now you'll have to go to their website, resistancechicks.com, to get the details. And I don't know that that flyer is up yet, but it will be shortly. But they're going to have a uh, revival in Indiana on the 10th of February now. So check that out. It's going to be, it sounds like it's going to be a fantastic event. A lot of great people there. So check that out. I think it's worthy. And Jenny, um, that may be of interest to you to go to that. And just for the prayers for a nation. And Father, we, we embrace the prayer and request for the, from Jenny for the nation. We just pray for a great shaking right now. And, and literally, this is, this is one of these things that I, I have to speak here in truth and for all of us to take to our heart to realize how easily and quickly the world can change. Here, here's where we're at. We struggle each day with how do we get from here to there? How, what will it take? We think about voting. We think about 
revolution. We think about us having to like set up this perimeter defense around our counties. But we forget something very simple. And it truly is profound. And it would be one moment instantaneously across the globe that everything would change. And that is if Jesus came into people's dreams. I want you to think about that for a minute. If Jesus would show himself in the dreams of every person in this world at one moment, the dreams that would be so profound that it would touch the heart and transform the heart, those dreams could happen in a flash. And God can make that happen like no other. So I want you to think about that in this prayer right here because it is literally one dream away from changing the world. So Father God, we're just going to pray for a world right now and we're going to ask in the name of Jesus before the throne for something profound. We're asking for a dream that every person in the world would share at the same time. A dream. A dream. It can be waking or it can be sleeping, but a dream where the presence and truth of Jesus would stand before them in the fullness of who he is. And Jesus, we just ask that in this moment you would reveal yourself in the sense of love and to give every single person an understanding of the power of forgiveness that heaven offers and to do this simultaneously, instantaneously across the globe to literally shake them to the very root and to the very core and to give them now a very clear and obvious choice ahead. Whom shall you serve? And it matters not whether you're Hindu, Buddhist, Muslim, Christian, that this moment in time, that the presence of the Son of God makes itself known in a dream, to be witness to Jesus himself, to be witness to the love and power of kingdom, the glory of healing, restoration, and forgiveness. And may that dream be profound. May that dream be in the heart. May that dream be transformative. And may that dream leave every person with an obvious choice of whom they shall serve. We declare these things, these, this request in your name, Jesus. And we place this before the throne, Father, with our hearts of love and forgiveness. In Christ Jesus' name, amen. By the way, that was just warm-up for prayers. We haven't even got into the main body prayers yet. Here we go. Looks like it's going to be a good morning to buckle up. Okay. Here we go. By the way, last night we, if you, it's a long show to listen to, and I, it would be up to you of how much you want to listen. But um, five and a half hours, six hours of corporate worship on Rumble, because it's on the Bards FM Rumble, and it's also on Resistance Chicks Rumble. It's really amazing. And it was amazing because of all the things that we covered and the different, and it was open discussion for those that wanted to add things in because that's part of this open Zoom that we've been doing. And so it's a really a powerful event. We had an amazing testimony by a young man, Mark, who we literally was seeking deliverance and we were able to do deliverance online in amazing ways. And just the testimony to hear how deeply it hit him as he spoke in his, his walk and sought forgiveness and sought to forgive himself is just a profound testimony in itself. The power of healing that can reach beyond any sort of boundaries physical. So 
just encourage you if you if you are so compelled, you can even probably high speed it through. But there's a lot of good things in there, and that's in the last two thirds of the show. But really, really profound. It's a great, um, it's a great show last night. And it's something I'm, they're they're I'm not going to tell you they're easy, and I, I won't kid you that that was literally six hours of us, were doing worship, online, and leading that. And, um, but at the same time, when I say it's not easy, it's amazing how six hours flew by like literally a, like a regular show length. That when we started realizing how long it had been, it felt like just a regular show. And here we were six hours in. And that's Holy Spirit right there. Really amazing. So uh, there you go. Okay, let's move. Let's do some things. More more prayer requests to go. Hello, please pray for my 16-year-old son, Gavin. He loves Jesus and has, and was baptized last year. He now thinks he is bisexual. Well, I believe a hindering spirit was influencing his thoughts as early as seventh grade. I have been listening to Bards for three years now, three years, and now Pastor Dave. Please pray for us in this demonic attack on our family. I will never give up. Your prayer for my son Gavin, 16, was last week was, was so beautiful. So it looks like a follow-up. I shared the prayer with him, and he was so moved. I don't know if you realize, Scott, that the Holy Spirit lied, led you, and and you said his name eight times or more. So he knew you were praying for knew, knew you were praying for him and speaking to him. I'm going to send a request in every week for him to say to say daily. He asked for continued prayer in his healing and our family healing. I truly believe there is a component of unforgiveness. Gavin's dad, my husband, Anthony deals with deep depression and generational curses of abuse. Uh, not sexual, but abuse nonetheless. Gavin feels his dad does not spend enough time with him, and I don't disagree. The sadness and darkness Anthony carries affects us all, and I only recently have realized it. It's a demonic attack and started listening to deliverance videos with him near him. I will never give up on my family. I pray Holy Spirit guides us to the great warriors and to be great warriors in Christ. There are other things as well, but it's like peeling an onion, layers and layers. Please pray for my guidance on what to address first. Thank you, Rachel McClintock. P.S. I am doing my own deliverance daily as well so that my mind and heart is clear for what the Holy Spirit has for me. Okay, God bless. This is a great prayer. Um doesn't say who it's from, but anyway. Okay. Father, God, I just want to pray for this young man, but there's a lot of layers to this prayer today, so we just ask that as we open our heart, we pray into healing. And to begin with in this prayer, we just pray for Gavin. And Gavin, right now you're dealing with a spirit that wants to attack you through portals that you have open. And your, your desire or your pull to becoming bisexual, this is not you. It's not as God made you. This is as demonic tries to pull you. So this is a struggle you're feeling within yourself because of something deeper that's been allowed to access. So Gavin, I'm just going to speak to you and just ask that you come out of agreement with bisexual in nature. You speak that I will no longer 
I'm coming out of agreement with the bisexual trends in my life. And to turn your heart and to speak that Jesus is my Savior. This is very important. Jesus is my Savior. And then Gavin to speak these words, I forgive myself. Hardest part about all of this in the demonic knows is that when we can't forgive ourselves, it creates a portal for them to leverage. And Gavin, I also need you to do something else because this is healing beyond yourself. I need you to go to your father. I need you to hug him. And I need you to tell him, I love you. Tell him you love you and that you, you want to see him healed. And when you sit before God and you say this, you need to also speak these words to Jesus, that I forgive my father. For you're greater in his life than you realize. And we so often look for others to lift us up or forget that children come into this world as a blessing. Gavin, you're a, you're a blessing. And you're a blessing now that can lift your father up because you can speak life into your father's heart. And so to the mother and to Gavin, I need you both to speak and pray life into Gavin's father and your husband. Speak life and breathe life into him. Pray life into him. And Gavin, this is part of your own healing and, and separation because these thoughts that are coming at you are part of the war that's being waged around you. You need to become aware that this is a war and assault on you to take you out of play, to remove you from the battlefield. In a critical time when the youth have some of the greatest power in the world, you're being neutralized. So the bisexual attack, those feelings on your heart, these are attacks into your heart. So we pray a hedge of protection around you. We lift you up. We pray a hedge of protection around you from infinitely up and infinitely down. And we pray life into you. And we pray rest restoration into you. But Gavin, you as a soldier and as a warrior now have something great to do in this sense to save your father. You're on a mission. Rescue, heal, restore. And as you pray life into your father, these are words now for your father. You can share these with him. You can tell him that he must come out of agreement with the spirit of shame. A shame is rested over him from the abuse. To speak these words, Jesus is my savior. I forgive myself. I forgive those that have abused me. And I come out of agreement with the spirit of shame. And as you speak these words, and as your father speaks these words, I need you to pray life over him. And speak life into his heart. Because the bonds of a father and a son, the bonds of a mother, of a wife and a husband, that's part of the unit that God's builds in this mighty time to defeat evil. And evil knows this, and that's why it finds the weakest points. And so we pray a hedge of protection around this family, Father. We pray a blessing upon this family. And to the mother, I need you to lead you and your son. Gavin, you need to lead your mother, and you need to walk this property, your property, your house, and pray a bloodline. And that's simply to walk around. There's many ways to do it. You can just walk it and pray. I'm praying a bloodline in the name of Jesus, infinitely up and infinitely down, and walk that property from all the way to the perimeter in a full circle. And declare your property as the property and control of kingdom, separated from any influences out. And Father, we cast out any sort of demonic activity that's in this household. We break it. We shear those ties. We bind them. We cast them to the feet of Jesus. And for the Father, we pray life into you. We pray restoration into you. We lift you up in the name of Jesus. And we just pray into you the forgiveness that needs to be made in your heart. And as we do this, we're praying back into the timeline of your life. And we just ask Jesus, we just ask that you'll walk that timeline with us as we go back to that early times as an infant that the father was and when he was perfect in the eyes of father. 
And we walk forward in each and every step. We're going to breathe life in every sort of bump or step that we have that's an infliction or a pain upon you that has left you with a wound in this day. In each of those wounds, we're praying restoration and healing as Jesus carries the perfect healed infant all the way to this moment. And when we arrive in this hour, as we speak into the Father's heart, we, Jesus, we just ask that you'll place that child back into the heart of this Father to remind him of what he was, to heal him from what, he, what he's walked, and to restore him to what he should be. So, Father, we pray life and healing into this Father. We pray life and healing into Gavin. We pray life and healing into the mother. And, Father, we just ask for a blessing of grace to fall upon this mother, this, this wife, who has stood diligently by her family and will never let them go. Bless her, raise her, and anoint her in this hour. And we say these things in Christ Jesus' name. Amen. If anyone has time, would you pray for my sister who mentally is mentally handicapped and for the meanness that she shows towards the people who take care of her needs? Steve Kusick. I'll tell you. I, this is one of these things where you realize how dark evil is. Taking advantage. Demons taking advantage of somebody that has no defenses. We step in. So, Father, we play our hedge of protection around Steve Kusick's sister, and we seal that protection in the blood of Christ that goes infinitely up and infinitely down. And we declare this child, this woman, to be a property of kingdom, truly a child of the Most High, you, Father. And in so doing, we put demonic on notice that any activity you do, any residual presence you have there, you understand you are now in violation of the law of the spirit, the law of kingdom. And the longer that you linger, the more painful your punishment shall be. So we rebuke you. We cast you out. And Jesus, we ask for your presence here. Ask that you can place your hands upon her and show her your heart to reveal truly the love of who you are to pour in. And to whatever this is going on inside, this attack that's within, we cleanse that heart and we fill that heart with the love of Christ. Holy Spirit, may you flood through her, and may this moment be profound to where it's clear with this, with this child of God that there is only one who to follow. And may the presence of Jesus be so profound that these are the words that this child now speaks, Jesus is my Savior. This is not to compel things without free will, but to know truly within the heart of this child there is an innocence that's been exploited. Within the child of God that we speak, there's been an innocence that's been exploited by the demonic, and we rebuke that that attack by the demonic. And those demons that are now there trying to fight and trying to hang on, we bind you and cast you and cast you directly to the lake of fire. Now we lift this family up. We pray life. And Steve, we just pray that you will pray life into your sister. Pray, pray forgiveness into your sister. And this is difficult, I know. But pray that life into her. And not that you have or haven't, but let that now flow with our prayers with you. We raise her up, we declare healing upon her, and we say these things in Christ Jesus' name. And this is an addendum to this, because it's something that I just did I don't like doing. Father, we're not going to limit you in this. So, Father, we pray for a miracle healing. We pray for one who is supposedly mentally handicapped to be fully restored. And let our prayers be heard. And, Jesus, we declare complete mental restoration in this child. The child of God now has the blessings and the declaration of healing placed upon her that, Father, if a hand of miracle is so, it is now, to let the healing angels arrive and to restore her fully to her full capacities. 
that may there be no limit on the miracle in this child. And may that glory fill that room may the, where she is. May that glory fill her body where she is. And may that overwhelming restoration com- consume her. And may she be restored to as she should be and intended to be in this world. In Christ Jesus' name, amen. You know how I feel about that. It's so important that we all catch ourselves because literally walking into a prayer request, which is a beautiful one, but not to limit what God would do. And that's such a big thing these days. It's part of us falling into a subtle trap of the enemy. It's not that it's a sin, but it's a trap. The enemy is this constantly looking at things through a very finite lens. We're creatures and we are children of the Most High who's a God of infinite. And there's no limit to what our God will do. There's no boundaries to where God will take us and go. And that's something we just have to constantly, constantly remind ourselves of in every prayer, in everything we do. This is about us speaking life into the world and not speaking death. Ultimately, it's a simple war when we water it down. The war that we are is a war of life, the spirit of life versus the spirit of death. And if we will step into the spirit of life in all things and recognize when we bump into this, this even this the edge of death, when we limit God, we're not allowing him to bring the full power of life into the world. That's not a spirit directly of death, but it's an influence of that spirit that's trying to tell us, nope, you can't do that. Nope, that's not possible. Nope, couldn't do that. Nope, limit this. Absolutely not. We had this discussion last night on the show about transgenderism. The children of this era need to understand that when that they're not getting informed consent, that those children that are talking about surgically modifying themselves, being led down that path of hell, they need to understand that what happens there as we understand things in this world cannot be restored. It is a permanent change. That needs to be told on the front end. That's informed consent. They need to know the pains that they will live with for the rest of their life, the details of these surgeries, the painful outcomes of this, what it is to be totally destroyed by a surgeon's hands. These are Every doctor that's doing this is Mangala's subject these days. On the other side, when we encounter somebody who has been suffering from the, has suffered the hands of evil, of a transgender surgery that has been led down this path astray, we have to have the belief in our heart when we pray for them that Father can restore all things, which he can. The difference is there's no guarantees on that end. That's Father's will, not ours. We can pray for it. We can declare it. We're given the authorities to heal, and I believe truly those healings can be done and will be done. But at the same time, there may be times when it won't be done. So the understanding of both ends, the consequence of a decision in the physical, and for us to always hold to the belief the restoration can happen, but if we don't understand the consequences, we'll never get accountability in this equation. Hope that makes sense. I think it did. I think it did an okay job on that one. All right, prayer update. Found a family who is farming in Cali, asking prayers for said family to be blessed, protected, and healed. Also asking to be, to be a blessing to said family as a hired hand. So more from... More from farm friend Angie with permission. I've spent all day Wednesday at the hospital with a family member. She passed this morning, Thursday, and left behind a husband she met when she was 15 years old, five kids, ages 13 to 35, four grandkids, and a huge extended family. Half of the family believes it was COVID, the other half the vax. 
request and spirit of unity and comfort the family and to make them stronger together, just another remnant. So it sounds like these are connected. And I, this leads to something else. I just want to speak into this as we begin because it's a very powerful word for us all to look at. We're in a moment of time of change and transition. And I need you to hear this word. This is an important word. It's so huge. Black stone is one of the engines of the corporate nightmare, which is purely satanic. This buying up properties to try to seize properties. Their goal is 30% of the properties under government control by 2030, 50% of the land under government control by 2050. Our government currently controls 15%. And the corporate side of that isn't even counted in. Corporations are now going to be taking control of national parks. Everything is being corporatized because the corporate model is that of Satan itself. So hear me, because this was a word given last night, and it's reinforced here today, and it's a word which is interesting. Leah got the word last night. I was given this word almost two months ago when I was praying with my friend Jared up in Harrisburg, and we were praying over land. So I just want you to hear this. We are in a time of new contracts and new opportunities. God is not closing doors. He's opening doors that have never been opened before. This testimony deals right with this. There are people right now that have land, elderly people, people with health problems, people that don't have children to pass it on or children don't want to continue the legacy of what the land was. There are people that want that dream to continue and they're looking for stewards, but if stewards don't come in, then the land will be sold and it will go into the hands of evil. Open your heart for these opportunities. I don't know where they are. I just know that I already know of at least one of them that happened just north of me where somebody has land and they want it to be stewarded and they want to have that land handed over to people that want to make it and create something of it in the model of a farm, of a ranch. So pray into that because as these opportunities step in and you pray into that, let that fill you. And know that there's opportunities, new opportunities that can happen. You might become a hand, a helping hand on the property. You might do a lease of some fashion on the property, a lease to own. You might do a reverse mortgage. It might be a gift. I don't know what it's going to be. There's so many different ways that this can manifest, but it won't include banks. And it will include an agreement between one and another, a brother to a brother. And it will be filled with Holy Spirit. And it will be an opportunity to transition land from an old world into a new world. And you and I and all of us around, if we're listening to this, become the stewards of land that ultimately part of this is for us to turn it over to the power of kingdom. We become the stewards of this land. This is a critical time because land is part of our anointing here on earth. And we understand that birthright and what they're trying to steal from us in this birthright, why they want us off the land, why they want us into cubicle cities. They want us to sever our connection with the land. The land is, we are, it is ours to steward and to control. And if we willfully comply with that, we lose. For our rights are given to us not to be taken by anybody unless we give them away. So I say this to you because open your heart up for this. Everybody should. Because opportunities can arise. Land can come up for sale. Land can be something you don't expect. Unbelievable opportunities present themselves. And no matter what it is, if it feels right, don't say no. Don't say you can't. Just pray into it and pray Holy Spirit into this and say, Holy Spirit, what is it that I need? How do I, how do I acquire this if this is meant for me? What do I need to do? And trust in Father. Amazing things happen. I'll have more testimonies on this in the months to come. Right now there's some things happening I can't even testify to you. But I will tell you that there's things happening in amazing ways and things do happen. So pray into that. We raise that up. 
in, in this prayer. And we raise this up for just another remnant. We pray into your success and your opportunity here to help this family and to become part of this farming family, that you can be hired as a hand. And if hiring as your hand is just being able to work there with them in, in exchange for housing and, and food, and if that's part of your hiring, if that's what they can afford, if that's what God opens you, don't turn your back on it. So we pray into this a blessing for just another remnant to raise you up and to be in a critical moment where you can be part of something to transition, to lift up, and be part of something greater, a vision of God. And may Father, may you bless this arrangement if it's so intended by your heart as yet another method of transitioning land, getting us into the land, getting us to be part of the stewardship of land. Guide just another remnant. Bless this family. In Christ Jesus' name, amen. As you all know, we have the Kentrells here on this property. And it's it's amazing to watch this because this is, again, it's part of stewarding land together. There's a lot to be done up on this property. And there's a lot of skills to be gained and a lot of skills to be learned. And with this, I bring a number of skills to a family that's powerful in, in the prophetic and powerful in, in the prayer work and healing and inner healing they do with a lot of these skills they don't currently have. So there's many things that I can transition to them. They can learn here. There's many things that we will learn together. And in the process, God's land here that I steward will be lifted up and it will be made better. And wherever that leads, whatever that season is that we're together, everybody gains. And then I'm certain that God will open up new doors and new doors will lead to new land and new things to steward because ultimately it's about taking things back for kingdom one little patch at a time. The British call it an ink spot theory, by the way, in counterinsurgency, creating strong little little strongholds throughout the world or out the without within the battle zone that are yours. You control it, that's solidly yours. And on the outside, the enemy is circling you. But you're able to build out from those ink spots, to grow the size of those ink spots so they get bigger and bigger until in theory, ultimately the ink spots begin to connect with one another. And as they do, that's truly the tipping point of taking over a region. Sounds like God's plan. We appreciate the prayers for our ministry, Project Farm Stand, which is capital S-T-A-N-D. God has put us in connection with a group of Christian doctors that have repented from their Hippocratic oaths. Wow, that's profound. The founder dissolved his, his for-profit practice and started a non-profit health, wellness, and healing center. There are re-imaging health they are re-imaging healthcare, community food production, and are working on decentralized banking systems. We are discussing partnering with them. Their, their vision is to add wellness, healing, and food centers to communities across the country. Their beta site is in Lowell, Michigan. Lord willing, we'd put another garden foundation in our community to complement Project Farm Stand. The enemy is upset as we and our... Uh, upset as and and we are going through the season of many things breaking truck car dishwasher fridge tractor and tonight a pipe rose and burst in our mother-in-law's apartment above our pole barn thank god we have insurance but it's a mess we count all as joy but the plumbing is taking its toll on us and our resources. Please pray for protection, resolve, re resolve, resources, spiritual strength, and growth as we press into spiritual battle. Blessings, Bards Nation, Matt. 
Man, I've got a word for you before we begin this, and I think it's important. And it's not, in no way is this a rebuke. This is a, like leveling up to another level of fight. So hear my heart. And what Holy Spirit's really pointing to is he made a comment that you have insurance. And you also made the reference that they had set up a nonprofit. Matt, I really am pouring into you right now to study common law, whether you knew or not, but step into the common law era and set up your businesses in that terms. That would be things like um, setting up a private membership association, a PMA, and a private trust, and be able to use those things to file so that you're a non, you're truly a real nonprofit in the sense of separate from this nation, that you're using those structures of common law to defend your, your stand and to build your network. As far as insurance, remember insurance is part of this evil. And if we have insurance in play and we're relying on insurance, you're also opening portals to let demons into your world. I'm not saying that's an easy answer. I'm not telling you what the answer is other than this is a word for you to explore in prayer. So Father God, we're just going to pray over Project Farm Stand and all that they're doing and pray a blessing over this project. We also protect them with a, a hedge of protection that goes around all that they have, their property, their people their family, their infrastructure. And we just pray a power of the Holy Spirit to flood into there and to press out any of the demonic and to start restoration and healing from within. Father, the restoration and healing is not limited to just the, the, the life part, but also to protection of the physical aspects of implements and things that they need. Also, Father, we're just praying a blessing of wisdom into the heart of Matt, and a blessing of wisdom that's profound to literally see and, and understand in this moment, all that it needs to be done, the, the changing from the path of fighting within the lane of the enemy to shifting the game to where we fight within the laws of you, the common law that's anchored in moral law. Let that blessing fall upon that to raise him up, to anoint him, and to lead this fight in another level, to shift the game on the enemy that the enemy then can't respond to, and to take back everything and to secure new things truly with the power of God. Guide them and bless them in Christ Jesus' name. Amen. It's Julie, a higher calling. I have a prayer request. My sister in Christ, Farah's best friend, is named Jessica. Okay. Last year, we prayed for her. They found out she had cancer. They found four to five large tumors in her breast, in her right breast. She was a 16-year-old daughter, and her husband has Parkinson's. She has a, kind of read that one wrong. She has a 16-year-old daughter, and her husband has Parkinson's. She is the main provider for her family. Her left breast was found to be clear of cancer. The cancer was found to be in her lungs, spine, and hip joints, as well as her right breast. Her blood, heart, and other organs and brain were clear at the time of, of her scan. She wanted to do more natural and alternative treatments and did not want to follow the standard death protocol. She changed her diet by cutting out sugar, wine, and gluten while adding more alkaline foods and alkaline water system. She made a conscious choice to choose life and choose it on her own terms. With that choice comes daily decisions to embrace the journey. This afternoon, 1-17-2024, Jessica fell in the woods at the property she was showing. She was transported to the hospital by ambulance in excruciating pain, believing she had either dislocated or broken her hip. The hospital has since gotten her pain under control. Her hip is broken, and they need to do surgery. They are hoping the doctors on call 
go to the, the surgery tonight. Farah is requesting we pray for Jessica for her healing and recovery from both the invasion, invasive cancer in her broken hip. She is well loved and has a lot of has a lot to live for her family and all of those who, uh, who love her. Father was we ask for her to be lifted up in a miraculous healed in, in Jesus holy name through the blood of Christ. Thank you Father in Jesus name. Amen. Update prayer request for Jessica from Farah. She just went back to surgery at 11. Just spoke to doctors. Surgery will take two to three hours. Very complicated. They were going to put in an epidural, but when they saw all the tumors, they decided against it. Just got out of surgery. She's still in recovery. The doctor said it was successful and she should regain mobility. She was more cancer. There were more cancer pockets in her hip that it had to be. They had to reinforce. She has got out of recovery at 5.30. It was two hours in recovery. I left at 6. They were reinforcing, they were enforcing the rule of only able to have two people in the room today, which is ridiculous. Yesterday they left, let it go, that I was there. She is still in pain, but it's different kind of pain now. Yesterday was excruciating. Yesterday, uh, today was just intense. They ended up doing a total hip replacement after all. Her hips were weak with all the soft cancer spots. She doesn't sleep at all at night. Hopefully tonight she's able to sleep. I'm glad she's made it through it and it's over. Now she just has to recover, almost normal. Now this is right in our strength right here. We're going to heal this one. All right. Um, who's ever, is this to almost normal? One thing I absolutely encourage you to do is to read Dr. Lee Merritt's protocols. I've said this so often when it comes to cancers. I am going to say that from what I have studied, I'm not a doctor. I have to say this. What I've seen with Dr. Lee Merritt's protocols is that they represent the cutting edge of understanding cancer. She sees cancer as parasitics, parasites and therefore looks to treatment using antiparasitic drugs. I believe Dr. Lee Merritt is correct. That's my opinion. But it's an informed opinion. And it's something that every single person can be part of. It's, an, it's not enough at times to just change diet. There's parts of this when these parasitics get in that they can cause this sort of damage. So if you are so compelled, if you're led by prayer, seek out Dr. Lee Merritt's protocols and encourage Jessica to start using them as part of her recovery because it starts to kill the parasites within the body. Cancers really are, in my opinion, they are extreme parasites that have grown out of control. And worse is that the medicines and the, the procedures that hospitals do, even when they do these sort of CAT scans and things to look for it, accelerate their growth. And that's also accentuated by this world of 5G and everything else, EM, EMF. Father God, we step in today for a prayer for Jessica. Jessica, who is a, sing, a mother, almost a single mother, but she's the lead breadwinner for the family. She leads her family with a 16-year-old daughter and a, father, and a uh, husband who has Parkinson's. And so, Father, we're just going to pray a hedge of protection around this entire family. And we're going to pray on two things. Pray on miracle healing and restoration of Jessica and miracle healing and restoration of her husband. Father, this is a prayer that we declare in the name of Jesus and the blood of the cross. And we 
pray this prayer of restoration and, and declare this healing and restoration over this family. We pray life into Jessica. We, we rebuke any of the demonic and any of the dark elements that are infecting her physical body. And as we rebuke that and cut those ties, bind them and cast them to the feet of Jesus, we pray life and we pray Holy Spirit into her body from head to toe and toe to head to fill her completely, to restore her, to flush out the pollutants, the parasites, to cleanse her blood and her body and to restore that with the glory, the glory of Heavenly Father, the glory of, of Holy Spirit within her. Father, we pray life into her in a miraculous way that goes and takes and heals her in the body, mind, spirit, and soul and to restore this body to the perfection, and even this new hip that's being put in, that this hip will now function as if it was normal and, and it was natural, that there'll be no more pain, and we rebuke that, and we pray miracle healing over that hip. And so as the miracle healing begins on the hip and moves through the body, the entire body is, is restored. The pockets of tumors are gone. Everything is expunged. And this is just like one powerful burst of Holy Spirit with, upon her. And this life is now brought to a place where she truly knows in her heart where this healing comes from. It leaves doctors stunned. It leaves doctors unable to explain what happened. And as they watch the miracle before them, that now she becomes the agent of change within the walls of the hospital, where doctors literally are confronted with a truth that they've never had to face before. Father, we pray a restoration on her husband and the father of the 16-year-old who has Parkinson's. And again, encourage, this is Holy Spirit, just to encourage you to look at this issue of parasites and to have Dr. Lee Merritt's work. And we pray life into, into him. And we pray life and restoration into him, a complete and total restoration of the body, from the body, from the head to the toe and toe to the, toe to the head, a restoration of mind, body, soul, and spirit. We pray the Holy Spirit fills him, blesses him, overwhelms him. And Father, we just ask in your blessing if you would deploy war, uh, healing angels to surround them and to worship them, and to pray with them, and to heal these bodies. And Jesus, just place your hand upon all this family, arm, wrap your arms around them as we pray, to ensure that this healing is miraculous, instantaneous, and overwhelming in such a profound way that it becomes a testimony for the world to see a family that's restored and brought back into the fight. We say these things in Christ Jesus' name. Amen. Please pray for healing for my friend Carolyn from Kenya. She is a single mother of two precious young children, ages four and six. She has been bleeding since December. Her doctors say it is a hormone imbalance and have given her, have given her some medication. Due to the bleeding, she has been weak and low on energy. However, means of subsistence and support of her children is farming her land. In addition, she has been losing chickens to hawks lately. I ask that you also pray that she receive the resources necessary to protect her chickens and for her little farm and family to thrive. Nothing is impossible with God. Scott, I also ask that you pray a blessing over her children. Daphne, Daffy Tierney. I would love to know how we can help this in many ways. So the resources are so easy. We just need to know how to get them to her. So Daffy Tierney, you need to email, email Hannah at bardsfm.com and tell us what we can do. Is there a way that we can set up a fund for her, like a GoFundMe? We can easily provide the resources for that. For that. So for the, chick, for the chickens and the hawks, that's just, that's netting and, and stuff. It's not hard and we can get that. We can even have somebody ship it. I'm sure somebody has a heart to say, yep, I've got it. I'll ship it. And I wouldn't be surprised. In fact, depending on where she is, I even have a contact in Africa that might be able to help. 
So Deffy Tierney, please reach out. And if anybody knows Deffy Tierney, pass that message on, okay? Father God, we're just going to pray a blessing over Carolyn from Kenya. And we're just going to begin by putting a hedge of protection around her children, pray for her children to lift her, lift them up. These are children ages four and six, and may they just be blessed with the power of Holy Spirit, blessed with all the miracles of heaven to fall upon them. May their voices be that of the prophetic and the apostolic, and may you bless them with healing hands. And so with this, Daffy Tyranny, I need you to, to send this message to Carolyn. These children need to put hands on their mother. They need to pray into their mother and rebuke that spirit of fear that's in their hearts, that they're afraid of losing her. They are part of the healing. Have them put their hands on their mother and pray into their mother. And, pr- and pray life into their mother. Play restoration of their mother, for God is blessing these children. And they are children, as children, they are connected to him only, but to turn to him now and to say, oh, Father God, play, heal our mother and put their hands upon her, put their hands upon her womb, put their hands upon her and love her and pray life into their mother. And Father, we pray a hedge of protection around Carolyn and we pray life and restoration into her. And whatever the cause of this bleeding, we rebuke it, we seal those wounds and we pray a restoration power within her and we declare healing over her in the most mighty way. And Jesus, we ask for your presence in this moment to show yourself to those children, to empower them in the glory of heaven to give them the tools and the blessings of this moment in time. Truly, as we've asked, the power of apostolic and prophetic, the power of healing, the power of restoration, the power of deliverance, let these tools flow into them and let they also have the confidence in knowing that as children and as their mother, they can pray life and restore their mother. Let them be part of this miracle. So, Father, we declare healing, miraculous healing over Carolyn. We say these things in Christ Jesus' name. Amen. Prayer request for my grandson, Danny, who was hospitalized with asthma, with an asthma attack, and then was airlifted to Riley's Children's Hospital in Indianapolis, Indianapolis, and still is there. Richard Schinkel. Richard, I need you to step in here as the grandfather, and I need you to get the parents involved in this. I need you to pray life, all of you, over this child, Danny. And I need you to literally, as you do this, rebuke the spirit of suffocation that's upon this child. I don't know the family situation, but this is something that's huge. And step in with Holy Spirit. And if, and if these people don't believe in this, if, you're, if your son and daughter-in-law or daughter-in-law and son, whatever this is, don't believe in, in this power, of prayer and healing, then step in on their behalf and declare that as a grandfather over this grandson and declare your authority over them as a covenant that you have with this relationship and breathe life and pray life into Danny and rebuke the spirit of suffocation. Father, we pray a hedge of protection around Danny. We lift him up and we pray life into him and we, we rebuke that spirit of suffocation. We cast it out and bind it and send it to the feet of Jesus and we lift him up and in this hospital place, Richard Schinkel, we just, you need to walk in and speak life in all things. Rebuke any sort of curses of death upon him. And those curses of death are subtle. They're the things that come in and try to creep in and let him believe that he's lesser, that he's never going to get off steroids, or he's ever, forever going to be asthmatic. This is a lie. 
Let power of God just flow within this child. And, and Jesus, we just ask that you'll make your presence known, to show your face to this child, to give this child truly anointing in this hour, an anointing of his own overcomer, anointing of a blessing of someone who understands the power of your healing, a power of love. And Danny, you're going to be blessed with this. It is something that you're going to receive, a gift from Holy Spirit, that you'll be empowered and anointed to be able to heal others, heal others that are suffering from asthma, heal others that are needing to see the power of the miracle healing. And so we bless this upon Danny. And we bless a, a powerful joy and overcoming over this entire family, that the presence of Jesus will be so profound. And Danny, you'll even bring your parents closer to Christ because this healing is going to be something you can speak into their hearts and you will lift them up. And this will be a mighty family in God. In Christ Jesus' name, amen. Heavenly Father, Heavenly Father God, this begins with a, with a passage. The Lord is the one who goes ahead of you. He will be with you. He will not fail you or forsake you. Do not fear or be dismayed. Deuteronomy 3.18. Father God, we are praying for two Marine Corps veterans. Mr. A. Mr. A will start. Um, Mr. A, this is his third. This is the third time Jesus and Coffee have prayed for Mr. A. Mr. A, his family and I are truly appreciative of that. I will share this prayer with Mr. A the next time I see him. This part is an inside joke for Mr. A. To make him laugh or to bring him to smi bring a smile to his face, Mr. A has great sense of humor. Mr. A is either an exceptional actor or he really thinks my jokes are funny. The first time we prayed for Mr. A, I referred to him as Mr. F. His initials are F.A. I shared the prayer with him. He asked, why, why Mr. F? I honestly, I don't know why. My coworker, TB, also asked why Mr. F. Mr. A has never let me live that down. I think God wanted me, wanted my chops to be busted. God's will, be, God's will has been granted. We all need our chops to be busted. Mr. A, a Marine Corps Vietnam veteran. Mr. A is fighting a battle with the diagnosis ALS, a.k.a. Lou Gehrig's disease. Mr. A is a man of God. He, is a, he has a beautiful family. Mr. A served in the Marine Corps, exposed to Agent Orange. And as a police officer in L.A., he ran in 50-plus marathons and managed his own two very successful businesses. Father, you know Mr. A has recently, was recently admitted to Nevada State Veterans Home. Mr. A has no function in his arms. He is very weak in his legs, praying for the best transition possible for his living situation. Mr. A is family to many in our department, physical, medicine, and rehab. We have been working with him for two to three years. Let's begin with miracle number one. Holy Spirit, hear our prayers. For we today declare healing over Mr. A, a miracle of healing that after two to three years of working the mechanics of healing, we now pray for the miracle of healing that can only come from our Father. So in the name of Jesus, we declare miracle healing over Mr. A, a man who has given his heart to a nation, who has suffered at the hand of evil, who has continued to pursue life and accomplished amazing things, even with 50-plus marathons and an amazing family. His success in business, his success in as a police officer, Father, we raise him up 
And we pray in this moment in time that this man now has the full use of his faculties, physical, and the temple is restored. And we declare these things in the name of Jesus, that any of the effects of Agent Orange, any of the effects of ALS, Lou Gehrig's disease, they are all rebuked and cast away. And in its place, we have the rush of the power and glory of Holy Spirit, of restoration within his heart, restoration within his mind, restoration within his body, restoration within his heart and soul and spirit. And we lift him up and is now declaring him as a true son of God. And in this hour, we rebuke any of the demonic that are around him or inf- and trying to infect him, and we cast them out to the, to the feet of Jesus. And in, in its place, we fill that, that, that void with the power of Holy Spirit as we breathe life into him and lift him up and restoration into him and lift him up, and we declare these things in the name of Jesus. Amen. Let that miracle number one be declared in the name of Jesus. Mr. B. My coworker works with Mr. B. He is a Marine Corps veteran. I'm assuming Vietnam based on his age. Friday afternoon, I was working on notes at the end of the day when I heard a scream. Everyone heard it. All providers rushed to rushed to. RJ, my coworker and veterans veterans significant other were holding veteran holding the veteran against the wall. Evidently, veteran was had severe spasms in his legs. Thank you, God, for RJ being there. If he was not there, Mr. B would probably have fallen. Mr. B refused to transport refused a transport chair once his spasm subsided. Mr. B said, I have had enough of this. I want to go. Mr. B's arms were constantly spasming during therapy. RJ provided stretching and soft tissue mobilization. Mr. B said it is it helped. RJ said veterans' arms felt like cement. RJ is an amazing man and an exceptional therapist. Thank you, God, for RJ. Mr. B underwent cervical surgery in July. He still has severe nerve impingement on his neck, causing pain, spasms, and weakness. Mr. B will be seeing the neurosurgeon this upcoming week. Father God, only you know how hard life has been for Mr. A and Mr. B. You have seen every moment of their day and their night. Father God, only you feel the pain. You are bedside with them. Heavenly Father God, break their pain and suffering. You have encouraged sorrow. You have encountered sorrow and laid a glorious path of hope, healing, and the promises of heaven in their hearts. Father God, remain beside them and Jesus hold their hand. In Jesus Christ's name, our King and Savior. Amen. E.K. Mack. Tell you what, E.K. Mack is some of the these are awesome prayer requests, just so I say it. This is a person who works a job in veterans rehab and relies on Holy Spirit to power, empower his work. I just think this is wonderful. We need like every single doctor and therapist in the world to get that mentality. Father God, we're praying now for miracle number two. And we, we ask for a declaration of healing, an immediate healing over Mr. B. Father, yet another Marine Corps veteran that has given his life and likely served in, in Vietnam. And so, Father, this is a man who now suffers through nerve impingement and has had surgery over this and is suffering from severe pain. Pain is not of heaven. Pain is not of kingdom. Pain is of the enemy. So, Father, we p- pray into Mr. B. We pray into his heart. We pray into his body, his mind, his soul. We rebuke any of the pain. And in its place of pain, we, bring, we flow in the power of Holy Spirit. 
We pray life into his heart, and we pray restoration across his body. And Father, we declare these things in the name of Jesus. We lift him up in the, in the mightiness of kingdom, and we declare him as a son of God. And any demonic activity that is there that is lingering on, you're rebuked, your, your binds are broken, whether intended or not, or accidental, they are broken and cast at the feet of Jesus. And any demons that remain, you understand what happens to you if you remain there to continue to torment this man. For the longer you stay, the greater your pain will be, and the longer your torment will be endured, or be left, left for you to endure over eternity. So, Father, we rebuke any of the demons and we press them out. And, Jesus, we just ask for your presence here to fill their heart and to overwhelm them with the relief of true and miracle healing. And for Mr. A and for Mr. B, these are both men that have walked in war, a heinous war, a war that they fought with their hearts, but were ultimately a war that was manipulated by the banksters and the corporate elites of evil of this world. That leaves deep scars and often portals. And so, Father, we seal those portals and we, we pray healing over those, those wounds deep within them, those spiritual wounds. We pray healing and the blood of Christ to heal them. We walk in their life, in the timelines of their life. We find that moment in time before they were wounded, and we ask Jesus to hold that, that part of them in his hands. As we now walk through this timeline of life, our hands up, and every encounter we have with pain and injury, we rebuke it and we heal it. And we restore it. And when we walk into the timeline of war where so much scarring was done, now we pray the salve of the blood of Jesus to flow over this and to soothe those wounds and to heal them and to seal them from any of the demonic attacks. And as we breathe life into this timeline, we're restoring this timeline to let go of those chains and binds that are holding them to the darkness. And we lift them up and we seal those wounds. And we pray life as we continue forward in their life until we arrive at this very moment. And Jesus, we just ask that you'll take each of these young children that were in perfection at the time of, of our start of this walk and press those children into their heart to restore these bodies into the glory and perfection as they are and were intended to be. May their faculties be restored. May the life within them be sparked again. May the pain be removed. And may all that was evil that has taken rest in there be cast out and lifting them up now in the glory of kingdom and the glory of healing and the miracles of our living God. And we say these things in Christ Jesus' name and declare our healing in the name of Christ, our Savior. Amen. I have some personal healing and deliverance from a physical problem that has, been, that has plagued me for years. I completely give praise to the Lord Jesus Christ for this. Please continue to pray for my family and lift up those that are coming for the SWAT in February as well as Rick and CJ, as they continue to be used in, in ministry. Gretchen. Okay, a couple things about that. That's February 18th in St. Clackamas. And I don't know, um, I know that it's a limited seat uh, um, event. I'm going to be there doing ministry with Rick, CJ, and um, Alicia, and Brian, and one other, I think it's Allison, from... Uh, Glad Tidings Church. So I will be there as well as part of the ministry team. And we'll be doing deliverance and teaching. SWAT is spiritual warfare and techniques and tactics. So I'll be there teaching as well as um, ministering with them, just so you know. And you can find that at CJ's ministry site, which I don't have the address for right before me. I'll get more information on it next week. So it says, again, I have some I've had some personal healing and deliverance from physical problem 
that has plagued me forever, for years. I completely give praise to the Lord Jesus for this. Please continue to pray for my family and lift up those that are coming. Okay. So, Father God, we're just going to pray for Gretchen. Just lift her up and just pray a blessing of love upon her. And may love just pour within her heart and fill her from head to toe and toe to head. And may she be restored and may she continue to find that path to true freedom in this power of deliverance. As we say, to set ourselves free, keep ourselves free, and help others to be set free. May that may those words settle in fully within her heart and even in another form to rescue, heal, and to restore. Father, we pray a bless, blessing over Rick and CJ who continue to do a powerful ministry of, of this spiritual warfare and training that they do to lift people up and to truly get into the root of the demonic and understand how we do inner healing and demonic in a powerful way. And may you bless them both in their ministry with the resources and all they need. And may this event on February be one of anointed event that those that come will truly be touched. The true miracle healings will be, will be seen and witnessed. And so we raise this ministry up and we raise the people that are attending up into a profound moment in time that they step in truly to the glory of God and love. In Christ Jesus' name, amen. I have a prayer request. I have three sons who are adopted. They're my boys and love them more than words could express. The past few years, as I have dealt with my own past uncovering and healing journey, it has been challenging to manage life with my boys who have their own history to grapple with. All three are indeed of, are in need of prayer covering as I am. The enemy has been seeking to divide them from our family through mental health, manipulation, and physical violence. Today, the biggest concern is my son, Aiden. He has fatal, fetal alcohol syndrome and autism. He's been very cognizant. He, uh, he is with his dad and stepmom for safety and care. They are in, in Portugal, but moving back in May. His behaviors are, are big, and his dad's becoming unwilling, able to safely care for him. Also, Aiden is threatening to run away, which is extremely concerning as he's in Portugal. Please pray, Nicole H. So, Father God, we're just going to play a, a prayer of blessings of love and healing over Nicole H.'s three sons who have been adopted. And this is truly a heart of kingdom to care for the orphans. So may this blessing of Nicole's heart, that was she walks in this world with caring for the orphans, may that blessing fill her completely with the power of love and healing and restoration. And to be able now to pray life into her sons. So Nicole, we just ask that you pray life into your sons. And then with this, we join you in that prayer to pray life into your three sons. And we rebuke any of the enemy's attack as we place a hedge of protection around Nicole H. and her family and these, these boys. We rebuke the enemy. We bind him and cast him and send him to the lake of fire. And we pray a powerful prayer of restoration and love within this family from end to end. And may that anointing of love overwhelm each and every one. May the, the sense of anger and dislocation and in this separate separate issues of what is happening in their lives be now healed and may the influences of the voices of the enemy be rebuked and cast out and we declare this family as part of kingdom the true love of kingdom and we put evil on notice that to linger here is only to enhance the pain and suffering which you will endure at the hand of justice and kingdom's kingdom justice 
So, Father, we pray love and life into these boys. And we pray restoration into their hearts. And we pray life into their hearts. And we lift them up. And we ask that Holy Spirit will flood through them. And may this be a profound moment, Jesus, where you can show your face to each one. And as they are, they confront truly their life, who they are, the love that they received, may that healing that comes from your hand as we pray with you and raise our hands with you be so overwhelming that the clarity of who they are truly within them and what the blessing is that's been given to them in this time be made true within their hearts. And may they be restored, may they be healed, and may the love that they feel overwhelm them in such a degree that all, now they walk truly within the might and glory of kingdom's love. In Christ Jesus' name, amen. So, Rescued by Love Ministry prayer request. This is um, Rescued by Love Ministry is CJ and Rick's ministry. That's what I was trying to think of earlier, just in case you wanted to know. Taking a sip of my coffee, if you're curious. I don't know about you, but I know I can tell you when I read prayers and there's moments that Holy Spirit overcomes. I mean, it's so powerful. I literally, and you can hear me when I speak prayers. If you're wondering sometimes, like I kind of choke in the middle of a prayer. It's Holy Spirit, literally just like overwhelming power of love. And, the, and that's so overwhelming. It just brings tears. Every prayer is a prayer that we, we seek in with our heart with God. And certain prayers just echo with a powerful message or moment in Holy Spirit. And that is that place where it's just so overwhelming and, and the presence is so powerful for whatever reason. This is a prayer, again, rescued by love, by love, ministry prayer request. Lorena, prayer for keeping freedom and breaking cycles to be able to distinguish when the enemy attacks, holding on to the word that was prophesied over my life and my husband's. Lord, use me in whatever you please to bring you honor, that people may see not me, but you in me, and that you may be forever exalted in Jesus' mighty name. When I read prayers like this, what I, I hear two things in this prayer in particular. I shouldn't say prayers like this. When I read this prayer, this is what I hear two things in this. I hear an element of doubt and I hear an element of fear. I hear a, a spirit of doubt that is questioning whether or not they're walking in the prophetic word. And I hear an element of fear as if enemy is trying to take encroachment and limit as we step in truly to our faith, those are some of the tools of the enemy. That and shame. Shame's a great one. Shame, which leads to guilt, which leads to many other things, including anger and hate. Doubt opens a door, a big one. Like It's like open up a frick door for evil to roll in. And fear. And God tells us, fear not. And the enemy loves fear because fear is not something the enemy does, has to get into. It just has to invoke it upon us. And then we literally, through fear, we're separated from God. So kind of look at it like that. When we look at our body in this simple sense, when we look at our, our temple and where we walk in the spirit. Imagine that if you walk with doubt, what you're doing is you're questioning God and the enemy's going to fill that void with the enemy's voice. If we walk with shame, everything that we do in life is going to be against God and we develop an idolatry in ourselves. That is, we start to worship ourselves greater than, then we worship God, believe it or not, because we're worshiping our shame. 
in the world, right? And then if we walk in fear, fear is, is horrific because fear is a self-inflicted wound. Because once the enemy gets fear in us, the enemy doesn't have to do anything else. We literally separate ourselves from God willfully because we're always fearful, which loops us back to doubt. Because then we're not doubting. We're doubting God's power in this world. Fear is believing that the enemy can do greater damage than God. Fear is the belief that somehow our life is going to be, we're going to lose everything. The enemy is going to steal it. So trauma-based programming is at the key of all of this. And this is what they did to the world under COVID-Con. They said they established a trauma-based programming globally. So while we sit right now in this place when all these elites are trying to pander to us, if you've been listening to Devos, they've been talking about what Trump's going to do when he comes in and what he's going to hold accountable. The reason they're doing this now is they understand they went too far, or they, at least they went far enough. Let's say on their programming schedule, they went far enough and they've accomplished what they needed, but they don't want to go so far that they trigger other people to start seeking them out. So now they're going to start speaking confidence and reassurance through a certain class of people. And that is going to, it's kind of like, well, let me give you some healing. It's not healing. This is a hand, a sleight of hand trick. And what they're doing is they're assuaging, they're tempering down the, the extremes of fear and the extremes of shame and the extremes of doubt because they're, they're inserting themselves where God should be. They're inserting themselves now as the saviors of the world. And that's what they needed. That's what trauma-based programming has done. It's allowed them now to assume a new superpower above the humanity because people won't seek God. They'll look and go, oh, look, the J.P. Morgan vice uh, CEO is now talking good things. Oh, look, one of Trump's guys is speaking to Devos and, is, and Trump is going to fix Devos. This isn't going to be solved through politics. This is going to be truly solved through us. So, Lauren, Arena, your prayer, your prayer request, all that started with your prayer request. I need you to come out of agreement with doubt. And to do that, you need to say, I come out of agreement with doubt. You need to speak that Jesus is your Savior. And you need to say, I forgive myself. That's coming out of agreement with shame and come out of agreement with shame. Speak those words as well. I come out of agreement with shame. Jesus is my savior. I forgive myself and come out of agreement with the state of fear. I rebuke fear. I come out of agreement with fear and I embrace all things in God for my trust in him is infinite and, and endless. So father, we just pray a blessing over Lorena that she will come out of the agreement of, of doubt that she'll rebuke the spirit of shame and come out of agreement with it and that she'll establish herself as rebuking and coming out of agreement with fear to lift up the moment that this un, this prophetic word as it was spoken upon her, if that is as your will is truly your will, let it start to flow within her and to understand that prophetic word or not, the walking in you is the greatest gift we can be. That we don't need a prophetic word to say where or what we do. We simply need to open our hearts and not limit you. So this is final word on this, Lorena, is that as you as we're praying into you, understand that a prophetic word is a prophetic word. And whether or not it is truly of God or not, that's for you to discern. But what is most important in every step that you make is that you walk without doubt, you walk without shame, and you walk fearlessly in the world. Turn your heart over to Jesus and walk in those things of the, of the short list that every single person should be doing. Share the gospel of Jesus Christ. Heal the sick and the broken cast out demons, and to raise the dead. As you walk into those anointings, which we all have, Jesus gave those authorities to us. However, that works in the prophetic word will show up or not. But that doesn't change. You don't need a prophetic word to talk about walking and being within Jesus and the power of him and being in alignment with him.
those basic four steps that we do, the short list as Pastor Dave Bryant calls it, that's for every person to do in no matter what capacity we walk. So we pray that blessing upon you. We pray restoration in your heart and we say these things in Christ Jesus' name. Tiffany, my, for my husband to be caught up in the spirit with me, equally yoked. Okay, so I'm. this is interesting. We've prayed this prayer a number of times. This is the same prayer that we've prayed for a number of times now for Tiffany. So I'm not against it, but I'm, I'm going to speak it here that this is not a new prayer. And so we're going to, this has been happening. This is like the third week we prayed this prayer, which is fine. But I, I, I want to... We want to make a turn here so this prayer doesn't keep coming up the same way. So for my husband to be caught up in the spirit with me, equally yoked, on fire for Jesus, pray that the flowers on his heart be be watered, his heart be made flesh, again return to his first love, make us clay as you are the potter, mold us in your desires, Jesus. Increase knowledge, wisdom, understanding, revelation, dream, interpretation, discernment, and uh, discernment spirits healing, restoration, deliverance, salvation for the entire family, radical encounter with Jesus for my family, healing in mother-daughter relationships and breakthrough, specifically my brother Brandon for the, from, for the oppression to be lifted so he can receive the love, mercy, grace, and abundance life God has for him, to be obedient like never before, to hear God's voice like I'm in the room with him for pruning of anything unholy, anyone that needs to be removed from my circle, to be plunged into a local church that believes and functions as Jesus intended, the church healing deliverance, divine instruction from God, blueprint for how he wants me to prepare what's to come, raise my children how he wants them to be raised, taught how he desires so that they can be strongly rooted in him and um, used great, greatly for his glory. And continue, pray to the cover current volunteers, pray for people who are praying and ministering to, uh, there will be, this is for the upcoming event, I think. There are a few projects in the works we need covering as we move forward. Pray for covering Pastor Rick and Pastor CJ. We are in the works to bring John Ramirez to Portland. Let's continue working on breaking down strongholds on our in our state. That's Oregon, by the way. Free God's people, covering for both Pastor Rick and CJ as they combine, continue to shed light on the darkness, uh, protection from retaliation, prayer for the children who are chosen to be used, prayer for God's perfect will in their life, pray, for, pray against spirits attacking each person in this group. As I am typing, I can feel a self-pity oppression. Uh, let's come together and bind up any tormenting spirits. Let's pray the team to grow and ask God to cause us love what makes loves and causes us to hate what he hates. Um, praise for Prayers for upcoming events. Okay. So I'm going to speak this in a different way. So this is Tiffany. All right. Let's, let's just begin with a simple thing. We want to walk in a place, and our prayer here is over Tiffany. Our prayer is for CJ and Rick and their ministry and to literally set it at the center point of this message. And this is just as we begin to feel this prayer request. And there are many items on this prayer request. And, and I'm, I'm one that believes that ultimately we start to get a laundry list of prayers. There's something at the core that we're missing. And there is something here that's not being addressed. So we begin with a simple thing. 
Father God, we just pray over Tiffany. We pray over the ministry of CJ and Rick. We pray over all of those that are there to have to understand these words, love what God loves, hate what God hates, and in so doing, to have the heart of God in all things that they do. Tiffany, for the list of things that you've listed, from your husband to your children to your brother, to you, yourself, your daughter, all of this comes to the center of you. Walk in the heart of God. Seek his heart in all things and be that healer. You need to speak and breathe life into your family. You are that bridge. And our prayers will support that always, but you are the bridge. And there's a, so much, there's so much here, the spirit of doubt that sits within this, that somehow you're waiting for God to show you. God has already put it within you. You need to now step into that authorities, step into the authorities as the mother, as the sister, as, as, the, as the wife, and pray into those places. If you're praying into your husband and you're praying life into your husband and you're praying for these things directly into your husband, you are a powerful agent of change within his life. If you're praying into your daughter and you're praying life into your daughter, you are the powerful agent of change. These things don't necessarily happen instantly, but they will happen because you are that powerful as a mother of a family. When you pray life into your brother, you're going to pray life and restoration into your brother. When we seek a church, the church is within us. You say that yourself. Let the church and the restoration be wherever it shows up. Don't limit God. Churches are not by stone walls. This is a church for some. This, there is a church within our hearts for others. It's a different way. Open up God and let, just let it flow. But the church is all around us. So pray into the restoration of the heart. So Father God, we just pray an anointment over Tiffany. Anointment of absolutely no doubt. An anointment of no shame. An anointment of fearlessness, and that all these things now to walk truly in the power of Holy Spirit with the confidence of all that you have, that you are a mother, you are a wife, you are a sister, and that that power and anchor and that root comes fully within your heart to realize that God is already there with you. Just walk in that anointment and speak life, and as you speak life into others, you will see the power of your prayers manifest. So Father, we ask for that confidence in the heart, and to simply do in yourself, reflect deeply. Where are these areas that are creating doubt? Why are you hesitating? Why do you not believe? And when you look at the, the attacks around your family and you're seeking to have a husband that's equally yoked, this is a critical one right here. Break the soul tie with your husband that you currently have. For if you're not equally yoked, this marriage has not been built through, the, through Christ himself. This marriage was likely built in the flesh. So break the bond and the soul tie with your husband. Repray that soul tie into through the body of Christ. And then pray into that to the restoration of your husband. Now you lead the family and you're leading him to raise him up. That's becoming equally yoked. You as a wife have a role. Raise your husband up in prayer as he would have a role to raise you up. But since he's now holding behind, lead. Break that soul tie. Pray into Christ to reform your marriage through him. And in so doing, raise you, you're both up and let the power of Jesus do the healing within your husband. All these things we pray upon you. It's truly the power and the blessings of being a woman, of being a wife, to being a mother, and to being a, a sister. You have these authorities. Pray into them, own them, walk them. In Christ Jesus' name, amen. Gretchen, pray for deeper and intimate walk with the Lord, more compassion and understanding of others, wisdom, knowledge, discernment, and peace. 
Pray for immediate family and extended family for salvation, deeper intimacy with the Father, more spiritual discernment and insight. Okay, I'm going to sound like the ogre today. Sorry, but here's the deal. God is working with us and through us. So Gretchen, hear me as a this all said from the place of love. We pray with you for this, but you need to take the step into these authorities to realize that you yourself have the mightiness of to speak into these places with love and with life. It's not just going to magically happen from the outside. That's the, this is coming from literally from a, a religious spirit that's telling you in one way, as, as I'm reading your prayer, so if I misread your prayer, forgive me, but what I'm getting from your prayer request is this expectation that God will come into you in some way that's different than where you are now, that there will be these incredible shifts happening. God is going to happen through you, through your heart. So again, there is a spirit of doubt that's resting in here. I don't know what it is, but it's doubt. That has to be rebuked. You have to come out of agreement with that. You have to say, I come out of agreement with the spirit of doubt. And when we start talking about like more compassion and understanding of others, place yourself before the throne. Ask Father truly to burn away anything that is not of him. Put yourself through those fires of refinement. Humble yourself before him. That's a self-process of growth. And as you do, be prepared because I guarantee you it will be delivered and it will not be, <laughs> I can speak from experience, it's not always fun. But what comes on the other side is, it's glory on the other side. The deep intimacy with Father is only limited by our willingness to step in. There's no magic formula here. You simply have to submit to him and say, Father, by your will, and walk in the yes. And the yes is baby steps to lead to, it's the crawl, walk, run. We always want to sprint. You're not going to sprint. You're going to crawl, walk, run. Begin by praying, by speaking into the yes, the smallest of things. Father nudges you to step outside for a minute and look up. Do it. Don't hesitate. Become in the process of responding to his needs immediately and lift him up. So this is truly, these, these prayers are very important, the prayer requests that are coming in. None of this is a rebuke. I'm speaking this in love. This is about building intimacy with him, Father, but it doesn't just magically come like a meteor into our life. It comes by us, within us, turning to him, humbling ourselves before him, allowing him to work and to burn away all that is not of him, and trusting in him, casting out those connections with doubt, removing those burdens of shame and to stepping away from those burdens of fear. We have to come out of agreement with each of those. And as we do that, we simply rise up to the greaterness in him and we begin to see the doors that only he can open. So Father, we bless Gretchen with this powerful anointing of love, healing, and acceptance of your, your, your grace. And may that flow within her. And may the confidence flow into her heart that she is a daughter of the Most High, that you are she is literally as she should be, perfectly made in your image. And may that blessing of joy and overcoming hit her. And may that true sense of any doubt or fear or shame be cast and rebuked. And may she speak those words in as she declares Jesus as your Savior. And most importantly, these words we all must speak, I forgive myself. Those are the hardest words we can speak. I forgive myself because from forgiving myself, I can forgive others. We pray these things over in the name of, of Jesus Christ. Amen. Jenny, my husband has started family counseling with his daughter recently. 
I was supposed to be there, but she refused. We've, we have prayed this once before. Um, prayer that it goes well and that it will be a good start to reconciliation of our family, even more importantly, praying for her walk with the Lord. I pray that, that in this year for the port, uh, prodigals to return home. Please pray alongside me for my stepdaughter. She has been estranged from our family for a few years. She has developed an eating disorder. In 2020, when she was only 16, she has been seeing godless counselors on antidepressants and anti-anxiety medication ever since. Believe believes that she had stepped away from her faith. Specifically, I pray that her faith is restored, reconciliation with us, getting off the medication. The medication will no longer have the grip on her, healing of her heart, her disorder, and her mind in Jesus' mighty name. Praise report. My stepdaughter actually responded to a text today for the first time in years. I'll take that as a praise, although she's short, full of full of attitude and really not nice. She has agreed to meet my husband and I for dinner next week and for his birthday. Please, please be praying for her heart. It softens as it goes well. I will be attending the next family counseling meeting next Wednesday. I will take that as a praise. Looks like we have a long tough road ahead of us, but God is good and I can do all things through Christ whom strengthens me. My stepdaughter is struggling with her faith. This is my biggest prayer. Okay. So I'm just going to focus on the praise report side of this. And I don't know what I know that I went over this last week, so I may have some repeats, but these are important. So this prayer, which is for Jenny, don't spell cast yourself into this, which you're doing in this last piece. We talk about, you're already talking about a future. And what you're saying is, we have a tough road ahead. God is going to make this as tough or not. I mean, I say this, God is going to make this right. So have faith in him. If we're going to start putting blockades in front of God already by boxing him in, by saying it's going to be a tough road, we can make it a tough road. God doesn't want it to be a tough road. He wants healing. So walk into it with that love of optimism and the love of power of faith and healing. And when you say that your stepdaughter is struggling with her faith, then pray life into her. You are her mother. And so pray life into her. And this anger and so forth that she's having, this is just a child lashing out trying to find love. That's all that is. At the core of that, that's a child that's needing love. So when, you, when we're receiving texts and you say it's tough or it's edgy or they're not nice, that's our personal emotions getting in the way with our greater mission. Rebuke that. That's stuff that the enemy's exploiting right now to put a, a cloud over your eyes to literally not see things clearly. Rebuke it. Pray into her. Pray into pray love into her and give her love. I mean, literally, this is the sorrow and love model where we have to know sorrow to understand why we need to love more. So as we see that pain that we're witnessing, that's a pain we're witnessing sorrow in somebody's heart. Let us love more. And I, I say this so many times, and it's it's the it's even hearing myself at times speak this stuff. I look like, oh wow, Lord, you took me a long ways. Go back two thousand seven hundred and some odd episodes and see where this show began five years ago, and watch that journey of how God has Himself taken me from like guy ready to slay slay people with a sword every time I turn around with understanding the power of love to totally destroy every stronghold of the enemy. And that has to come from our hearts 
that have been humbled before him to understand that as we pour love into something, pour love into what we're really witnessing as we separate the sin from the sinner, we have to literally love what we see before us. And in doing so, we cast out the demonic. So we pray a powerful prayer here today for Jenny and a powerful prayer of restoration for the family. But Jenny, we're going to pray a prayer of a warrior heart within you that has the compassion, the love, and steps aside from any of the emotion to truly see your role here, an important and unwavering role. And with that, Holy Spirit, just put this on my heart. So hear this with love. There's doubt in there that you, you refer to yourself as the stepmom. You're not. You're her mother. And this is so important. You've stepped into that role. You are the mother. So breathe life into her, speak life into her, lift her up in the power and anointing that you have as a mother because you love her. Otherwise, you wouldn't be here with these prayers. Love her as her mother and give her the love that she is so desires and she's so seeking. So we pray that blessing into you. We pray that blessing into your, into your daughter. Now, there's no stepdaughter here. It's your daughter. And we bless that in a powerful way because this is about spiritual relationships, not blood. Cast aside this blood thing. Embrace the spiritual relationships that you've been given. You've been given the anointing of being this young girl's mother. Own it. And celebrate it. Step aside from the doubt. Come out of agreement with doubt because it's there. There is agreement with doubt in that role. When you say stepmother, it takes you a step back. Not true. You are her mother. So own it, breathe into it, life into it, breathe life into her, and speak life into her. In Christ Jesus' name, amen. Thank you all for praying for my family when my dad joined his Lord and Savior. We are so blessed with a beautiful service that touched everyone's hearts. At this time, I'm requesting prayers for my husband. He has been in and out of the hospital since January 3rd. After numerous tests, they explained he has a very narrow artery on the back of his neck, said it could possibly have been a blood clot or a TIA, which is a mini stroke from my understanding. Scott and our Bard's family are such powerful prayer warriors, and I know the power of where two or more are gathered. I trust God for complete healing or guidance from him, whatever Father's will is. God bless you, Scott and family. Much love, Melanie. Oh, Melanie, we're going to heal this one. Ready for another miracle, Patriots. Time to, like, wage war on it. So, Father God, we're just praying into Melanie's husband. Okay, I just had to get this right. Sorry, Melanie. It's reading the prayer. Father God, we're just praying into Melanie's husband. And we're just going to pray a prayer of life and prayer of healing and prayer of massive restoration. Father, whatever the reason for this, the medical issues, and whether it is a, a narrowed artery or whatever issues there are, we pray, we pray restoration over Melanie's husband. And Melanie, you need to pray life into your husband. You need to put your hands upon him. You need to pray life, and you need to literally rebuke any of the influences around him and speak love and life into him as your husband, restoration coming from your heart. And so, Father, we join in those prayers. And we place a hedge of protection around Melanie's home and her family. And we lift them up and we pray blessings over them. And we anchor that hedge of protection infinitely down and infinitely up. And we raise them up in the name of Jesus. And as we pray life into them and restoration into them, we pray a complete restoration of the body of Melanie's, Melanie's husband. 
that any elements that are there are now rebuked and that the blood of Christ literally flows upon him to heal him and restore him to perfection. And as we lift him up, any demonic attachments that are there for pain and suffering are not of kingdom. We sever those ties and cast them to the feet of Jesus, and we rebuke any influences. And as we declare this family, declare this man as a property and, and son of God, let all know that this is a moment in time that any demonic influences there who have no authority anymore, for we have intervened on the behalf of our Father. And we play a protection around this family. And Father, we just ask if you're a blessing that you can bring, a, bring the healing angels upon him to lay their hands upon him and to heal him. And Jesus, let's ask that you can make your presence known, to have him see your face, to witness truly the power and love and glory of who you are. And may that fill his heart. And may this moment in time where there's medical issues be a moment of time that becomes a testimony to the healing of the miracle God. So we lift this family up and we praise them and we celebrate them and we celebrate them in the name of Jesus and we declare healing over them in the name of Jesus in Christ Jesus' name. Amen. One of my daily prayers I want to share with Bard's family. Heavenly Father, I pray for those who have no one to pray for them, the lost souls who have strayed from your love and, love and grace. May they find their way in their hearts to your light and be blessed by your mercy and grace and love. In Christ Jesus' name, amen. Mike, H2, H2O. There it is, H2O. That is an awesome prayer. And I agree. One of the great things in this time that we can win this war so easily, and I'm going to extend this prayer a little differently as we talked about earlier, is that we truly, if we can pray and have a moment where the, truly the presence of Jesus shows up in everybody's dreams, all of these things would be answered. So, Father, we embrace this prayer of Mike H2O, a prayer that's literally seeking for the lost souls who have gone astray and that they be found to the love and grace so, Father, we pray into that in this world. They can be touched by the power and glory of Christ. But, Father, we pray something even greater, and we declare this in the name of Jesus, that each person, as we've already prayed once today, we pray again, that each person everywhere on this globe can be touched by a vision in a dream, waking or sleep, of our King and Savior, a truly a, a dream that brings it to life of what the glory of love of kingdom is, to witness our King before him, each of us, to have that moment in time where everyone on earth at the same time has a great shaking to be confronted by the glory of our King. So profound in dreams, so profound in presence that it touches the heart with the glory of love and the glory of forgiveness and all those powers of, that comes from love to understand that through this, all things are healed and all things are created. And may that moment sweep across the globe, not just in waves, but literally in a simultaneous hit on every person's heart, including the elites, including those most devilish in their ways. And may they all now confront that. And may within that moment, may the awakening of the true love of Christ shake this world. Whether you be Muslim, Buddhist, Hindu, Taoist, whatever your religion, or Christian, may that be a moment in time where the, truly the power of our Savior stands before us. And the understanding of who Jesus is be fill each person's heart and bring this world to a moment of pause, a moment of reflection, a moment of repentance, a moment of weeping for all those that are touched and truly make this be the moment of the true threshing where only those that are left are those that openly refute who he is and choose to walk away. 
We pray this blessing over all the world. In Christ Jesus' name, amen. Several weeks ago, Scott brought the Cantrell kids up to visit God's school. It was such a needed blessing after some difficult times. It changed me. I had become frustrated and angry at my contractor for not honoring his commitment to complete the school after he had been paid. This made me an easy target for Satan to get into my mind, telling me that no one wanted the school. It was a stupid idea, and I I should just quit. Scott and the kids prayed and blessed me. The school and the land, it has made all the difference. Not only have my hands not hurt since they were, they were here, but my attitude has changed to be excited about the project again. After all, God put it on my heart, here, heart to build, so I needed to find the resources and help to complete the project. I have one young man working with me, and he, we decided that in a month we would have the school to a point where it could be used for things like growing microgreens, hatching chicks, a working wood shop, making coffee, and a simple meal. There is still so much that will need to be done, but I believe we will meet that goal. I am asking for prayers for a specific, for a septic and water system and and a lot line adjustment, as well as lots of finished work that needs to still be done. I will try to post pictures on the community page soon. I think it is very beautiful. You are all invited to come and be if you're in the area. Love to you all. Blessings, Marjorie. Okay, so uh, one thing we need to do, I'm seeing who's in chat right now. Let's see. I'll make a note and I'll make a note on this prayer to send this to Nikki and to Hannah. So we're going to set up at this point, we're going to set up a Bard's community. On Bard's community, we're going to set up a community page for the this school, God's school that Marjorie has built and has opened up to Bard's nation. And we'll, that way there'll be an easy place for updates, and I can put updates as well when we go over there, and we can continue to keep people informed. This is an amazing school. It's beautiful in its design, in its setting. It's everything there. And so it is a great way for us to be involved. There's going to be a number of these going forward because, as I told you, and I we haven't quite kicked it off yet, but we're very soon we're going to be going into kind of a new phase of asking for people to bless these projects. We've got a number of them. We have that one. We have the building out of this property to be a, a training center for the, the training the saints for the work in the ministry. And we have Flemingsburg as another uh, place to be able to start lifting up. And so there's three critical places that we have right now. And we're going to need to ask for blessings of, of, of just giftings to help bring these to, to fruition. So this will give everybody an opportunity to keep pace with what's going on, to understand what's happening, to spread the word, and to share that on the many different social media sites and to understand what the objectives are. And all that will also be reflected in the websites. That's happening very, very soon. So just understand that. So we're going to pray a prayer of blessing for Marjorie. And when we were there, myself and the Cantrell kids, it was a fantastic day, truly blessed in all that it was. So Father, we're just going to pray a prayer of blessing over Marjorie and all that she's done in her heart that continues to seek you, continue to be obedient to you, and continue to lift her up in all that the work she does to build truly a school for children to heal and to be brought to Jesus. 
So, Father, as we pray this into her, we also pray for continued healing of her hands, the lifting of the, the weight on, on her to, to be cast away. And now, Father, we also pray for the resources and support to help bring two things into life. One, the changing of the lot line, and two, the, the, the setting up of the septic so that we can start moving this school into operational function to start bringing children there for a full blessing and to, to, to really receive the anointings that are needed for children to heal to rescue, be rescued, healed, and restored. And Father, as we sit here knowing that this is only a few minutes from the property where the Cantrells are, may this also be part of the regular ministry of what we're extending here, to be able to bring children to minister to children, to raise them up and to give them the blessings of the Holy Spirit and the fire of, and the Spirit of fire, to be baptized in water, baptized in fire, and to lift them up. And I would add to this, Father, that in addition to the, to the septic and in addition to the lot line, may the May the baptismal pool be finished. All the resources are there. We just need to come together and build this and unite in a glorious way. So, Father, we just pray this blessing in the many forms that it can take for Marjorie. May it be labor, may it be resources, may it be money, however kingdom desires to bring it, but that these resources will flow in in a mighty way to set this up, to lift this up, and to be able to restore this in the full fashion of kingdom and to build it into the future now so that we're ready for what is to come. In Christ Jesus' name, amen. So that will, there will be easier ways to support here very quickly. I, I will give you my word on that. Please include me in your prayers. My health has been declining recently. The doctors say I have lupus and fibromyalgia. I say something isn't right in my body, and I rebuke it in the name of Jesus. My marriage has been in turmoil, and we are in counseling with our pastor. My prayers is that Chris realizes I am his partner, his wife, and love him. He is a hardworking man but has a self-confidence issues. I feel the enemy is at work trying to attack my family. Thank you for your prayers, and God bless each of you. Lisa. Well, Lisa, I think that a lot of your health issues are probably tied to the same attack at the root because what this is a family attack that's coming on, and unfortunately what the enemy does so well is leverages our own portals of weakness and then tries to divide that most powerful union, which is the union of the man and the wife, which is the one, two to the one. So, Father God, we're just going to place a hedge of protection around Lisa and her husband, Chris. And we pray life into each of their hearts. And we pray a full power of restoration, healing, and deliverance from the place of where, Marjor- or where Lisa is to raise her up and to bless her with, uh, with truly the anointing of healing. And so may she be healed. And we declare healing over her from head to toe and toe to head in, the, in all aspects, mind, body, spirit, soul. And Jesus, we just ask that you can make yourself present for both of them as they go through this counseling to release them, each of them, from the chains that are tying them, to not seeing each other, to rip the scales from their eyes, to see each other's heart and see each other's heart through you. Lisa, I would encourage you to break the soul tie you currently have with your husband and to reforge that soul tie in prayer through Christ, to love your husband more deeply than ever, but through the body of Christ, and then in turn draw him into that same place. And if you can come to an agreement together to do such a thing, then may you each break that current soul tie and reforge that soul tie in prayer through the body of Christ, to elevate your marriage up into one truly in the spirit first and the flesh second. We pray a deep measure of healing over Chris, and we pray deep within the timeline of Chris's life that anything that has left him with the wounds of doubt or shame 
or even fear be cast aside, and that he's restored fully within the power and might of being a strong and glorified husband that is walks with that with that beautiful walk of love and compassion for his wife. May the, the scales that have been placed upon him that have distorted his heart be taken away and that he sees the heart of his wife as he stands across. And this is for you, Lisa. Pray life into your husband. Pray life and mightily life and pray unceasingly life into your husband's heart. For you will break the strongholds of the enemy and you will cast them out and he will be able to see you. And we say these things in Christ Jesus' name. Amen. Prayer request for the ones holding the line on the border, for the 231 servicemen on the Declaration of Military Accountability, for the worldwide carrying of the torch for Christ, not fearing persecution but thriving in the works of kingdom, for those who give countless hours to protect, preserve, and restore our God-given rights, Nikki Knight. Nice prayer request, Nikki. Thank you. Father God, we just raise up all of those who have put their lives on the line, who have literally said and stepped forward to say, I will sacrifice my lives, my fortune, my sacred honor for the sake of God and country. And this is not limited to the United States, but to the many out here that are fighting for the freedom of humanity, the true freedom of humanity, not through the, the promises of billionaires, not through the promises of politicians, not through the promises of politics, but are using every avenue they have at their resource to bring forward a victory for kingdom on this earth. Father, we raise them up. We raise up for those warriors that stand mightily on the border, knowing that they're outnumbered and outgunned, but having the true faith in you that we can overcome. We pray for those in the 231 that have put their lives on the line, literally, to speak out against a military that's gone rogue, but to raise up the heart of the military that's still active and alive, to give it strength, to give it a word, to speak truth to power, and to step in from the dark shadows into the light, to now do the hardest thing, to confront illegal orders and rebuke that coming from a corrupted command. Father, we pray for a nation that is echoing off of the shoulders of the 231 that now need to do the same, to speak truth to power in their communities, to hold people accountable, and to do the hard thing, to go into the community and demand accountability for the damage done, for obedience and to evil. And we pray for the moral character of a world and a nation, a moral character that's wandering in the desert of infamy, infinity, infinity, lost and wondering, but of being obedient because of the selfishness, the doubt, the shame, the fear that they carry, and not bespeak stepping into the power of their God-given responsibility, which is to follow your law and to be obedient to the Constitution. So, Father, we pray for that change and shift, and we go back to the greater prayer for this world, that we all simultaneously have an experience with Jesus, a waking or, or sleeping dream that will be so profound and so shaking that will be left leave us with nothing but to face the reality of where we are, to literally be looking in, in the face of Jesus and to understand who our King is, whom we serve, and from that point being able to have within our heart the balancing, the leveling up to know truly what our choice is, narrow path or wide gate, and understand the consequences therein. We pray, the, pray this blessing over all this world, Father, in Christ Jesus' name, amen. Last prayer, I think. Hold on a second before I say that real quick. And that would be a, yes, last prayer, okay. I am so grateful, just want to give God praise. Oh, it's two more, I'm sorry. We have freezing rain here in the, Pacific Northwest today. 
think, thanking God we have power, water, and that our little farm animals are comfortable with heat lamps and heating pads in their hutches and coop. It's 22 degrees and dropping tonight. We have been able to bring them water every few hours. So far, we haven't had to use our backup plan to kennel the farm animals and bring them inside. We are trusting God. I have asked Father that the trees around us keep standing strong and tall. Grateful for wood heating on the homestead, even though my husband fell three times during going down the driveway to the well house yesterday, he was not injured. Thanking God for his protection and provisions, beloved one. Well, Father God, we just want to place a prayer of protection and hedge of protection around beloved one and their, and their homestead here in the Pacific Northwest. And we just pray a continued joy that falls upon their heart to understand, to appreciate all that you've given as they do. And may those blessings continue to flow. And may they continue to be a place of kingdom stronghold, a reminder to us all of the simpler living and the need to get there to be able to survive during difficult times. This is a period of time right now, Father, that we're truly, we're witnessing all aspects of warfare being waged upon humanity in an attempt by the elite in one way or the other to pit us against each other, to take control of us and to seize control over our free will. So, Father, we're reminded in in a a testimony like this and the humbleness of this prayer of the simple way of life, Jeremiah 6.16, seeking the ancient paths. And so may you bless beloved one and her husband, bless beloved one and her husband's property, make that truly a stronghold for a kingdom, and continue to bless them with the resources and all that they need. In Christ Jesus' name, amen. I think we did this already. I've had some personal healing and deliverance from physical problem that has plagued me for many years. I completely praise the Lord Jesus Christ for, for this. Please continue to pray for my family, and I lift them up that are coming for the SWAT in February, as well as Rick CJ, as they continue to be used in the ministry, Tiffany. And we did do this already, but if it's here, it's for a reason. So, Father, just continue to pray for Tiffany and just pray into, to, to come out of agreement with the spirit of doubt, spirit of shame, spirit of fear. And just pray a blessing of, of strength and the courageous heart of Jesus to fall within her and to now step into this power of, of deliverance moment where she can continue to keep herself free and help others to become free. Use the blessings of this moment and all that she's learned to help others lift her up and in so doing continue to heal herself. In Christ Jesus' name, amen. Check one last thing to see if there's anything else here. Okay, we're good. Patriots, that is our prayer session for today. A good one. And I, I think we can feel good about all that we prayed for. Let me, uh, someone said, please pray for all mail carriers delivering these storms. Okay, we'll do that. Uh, I, la- I landed in a ditch yesterday with two chains on. Took well over an hour to get me out. I stayed calm, thanks to God. That's from Jehuth 99. So, Father God, we just want to pray for Jehuth 99 and in addition to all the mail carriers that are out delivering in these storms, doing truly a, a powerful job of keeping us connected. And it's a traditional means of, of communication that we need to honor. So often in this digital age, we, we overlook those that are truly doing a very powerful and loving service to keep us connected in so many ways and keeping resources flowing. So, Father, we just pray a blessing over the mail carriers of all kinds. 
We lift them up. We place a hedge of protection around them. They fill their hearts full of confidence and joy and love and to know that our prayers are with them and our thanks are with them. And in those moments of challenge, that wherever they are, to keep them safe and keep them warm with the, with the love that we were, were praying into them and the love of Christ to fill them. And may this time be one of rejoicing by those that when people see the mail carrier, that they honor them for what they're doing and the sacrifices that they're making to help bring their letters, to help bring, well, unfortunately, the bills, but it'll help bring the mail to their door as well as the packages and things that we need and desire. And so we bless them and we anoint them in Christ Jesus' name. Amen. And may in this mail, every single thing that the IRS sends be sent back to the IRS and may they find that there's no possible way they can send any mail and may forever their communications digitally be fail. Amen. In the name of Jesus, we rebuke that agency through its core. There, that's one. So it'll help. I'll tell you, the evil that persists. All right, patriots. Beautiful day. Thank you for being here. Thank you for joining in prayer. Thank you for leading, being part of leading in a miraculous way. So, Father God, we just pray a blessing over Bard's Nation. We lift up Bard's Nation and all those who join us here today in a great thanks and of joining in prayer where iron sharpens iron and where two or more are gathered. Father, we just in a in this prayers today, we just feel fully and we declare fully healing across all the spectrums of our prayers healing and restoration. We're in a time right now when truly the power and the anointings of, of healing are becoming available to all of us as we lean into you. And may the spirits of doubt and the spirit of shame and the spirit of fear be rebuked and that each of us find a greater anchoring in the rock of faith, that we step into you, lean into you in a greater way, that any sort of doubt that we have be rebuked and we come out of agreement with, that any sort of emphasis or a weight of shame that turns us into worshiping ourselves more than you be, be cast aside and we come out of agreement with. And may any sort of seed of fear that the enemy has put in, in us be rebuked and cast out as we turn away from fear and turn into the glory of you. May we be reminded that through you all things are possible and that there is nothing greater than you in this world. May we have that confidence in walking in this world as the sons and daughter of the Most High, that we truly are the sons and daughters in this hour for this time. And may that fully fill us and, and to give us to the spirit of overcoming. And we, no matter what we hear or face, may we realize something very simple, a profound realization that we all must carry. The enemy spends trillions and trillions of dollars to try to destroy us, defeat us, break us down, make us not of you. They have organized plans that have taken hundreds of years to instrument and plans of the devious nature to try to deceive us to use injections and aerial sprays and poisons in the food to try to reprogram us and turn us into something we're not. And all along, all it takes for us to do is to turn to you and say, yes, Father, and to accept Christ in our heart and to repent. And in those simple equations, as we read and embrace the word, everything is given to us in this field manual of war called the Bible. All we have to do is pray daily. All we have to do is trust in you without doubt, without fear, without shame. All we have to do is dig deep within us to ask for you to help heal us and to be honest and transparent in our heart. And these things, though they seem difficult, are the easy solutions to a world gone into chaos and craziness. Our enemy, no matter how hard it tries, can never defeat those things. And no matter what it does to us, can never overcome the mightiness of our love in you. 
So, Father, at the center of all things is love. And so may that love overwhelm our hearts and us understand that there's nothing the enemy can do to overcome that. The love is the ultimate sword in this fight, that it will leave the enemy weeping. It will leave some of the demons broken and others running, and it will ultimately lead to the freeing of humankind. So, Father, may we, we pray that blessing of love. We lift them up in Christ Jesus' name. Amen. Well, patriots, have a wonderful Sunday. It truly is that simple, by the way. It's not a difficult equation. We win through love. We win through walking in the yes. We win through embracing Christ as our Savior in our life to be reborn in Him. And we win through the repentance process. And in so doing, everything else falls away. Our enemy has no power over us unless we give it. And that's what the enemy fears the most, is that we will awaken to that simple truth that for all their trillions of dollars that they spend to try to destroy us, they will fail. And they will have wasted everything they've had and everything they've earned and everything they've collected in the riches of embedded in this world and have no riches in kingdom. That's okay with me. But the fact of the matter is that we have to understand and believe that in ourselves because when we do, we truly are overcomers. Now, I just realized there is one more prayer before we go, and I just saw it. So let me do it right now. Okay, this prayer is for a baby. Baby's name is Carter. Carter was born with a heart defect and will be operated on Tuesday, the 23rd. Prayers that, that they find, the prayers are that they can find complete healing of the heart and he, and he will not need surgery. This is a message from, this is a message for God at a time such as this. Okay, this this is well with my soul. This baby, so again, it's a baby Carter was born with a heart defect. So Father God, in our final prayer today, we lift up a child of heaven, a newborn. It's baby Carter. Baby Carter was born with a heart defect. And so Father, we pray into baby Carter. We lift baby Carter up in the glory of kingdom. And we pray a hedge of protection around baby Carter. And Jesus, we just ask for you to join us in this prayer. The hands be placed upon baby Carter, hands in the spirit that are touching him and praying into him. And Father, we pray for complete restoration of his heart, a heart defect that will not be when they go in to find it on Tuesday. They will, the heart defect will no longer be there. And this baby will be restored and the heart will be restored. And we pray restoration. We pray life into this child. And we pray perfection of the body in this child. And we pray Holy Spirit floods through this child from head to toe and toe to head. And that every aspect of this child the mind, body, spirit, soul is restored to the perfection of kingdom. This child enters the world with the enemy trying to attack to make it imperfect. And we rebuke that. And we break those chains and ties. And we cast them off into the lake of fire. And we instead we encircle this child. And Father, we ask humbly that you'll deploy healing angels to encircle this child, to place hands on this child, to heal this child. And that that heart defect be completely removed. And the heart be perfect. And on 23rd, the doctors are stunned that there is no need for surgery, speechless and dismayed, but that within the understanding of this child, deep within DNA, is the understanding that this healing has been granted and given by kingdom itself. And in so doing, this child is born into this world with an anointing to be able to speak the power of healing into the world, to be able to give testimony to the power of healing in his own life. So we raise up baby Carter and bless him in the, Christ, in the name of Jesus. Amen. 
So, there you go. It's a good, a good way to close. All right, Patriots. Beautiful day. So, keep your head up and your eyes forward. Never bow to evil. Never relent. Always press into the fight. God is with us. He'll never forsake us. And in the end, God always wins. But we are here in this time and this place for just such a time as this. We're at war. So walk boldly and fearlessly with Christ. Occupy the land. Expand the kingdom. Subdue the enemy. Mission forward. Patriots, I'll see you tonight for Peace Be Still. Until then or until the next time, God bless and out for now. Oh, I want to feel something. I just want to breathe again. Dive into the deepest dead. Oh, I want to feel something.